Sit back and relax while you listen to Train Kickers Podcast. I'm Dave, and along with my co-hosts Dan and Steve, we're going to take you all around the world of miniature wargaming. On tonight's episode, we're going to start, which will hopefully go for at least several weeks, of going through two uh, legions for Horus Heresy each week. So we're releasing this episode here on Wednesday. We're also going to hopefully have our normal release on Friday. The worst case scenario might get pushed to Saturday. Uh, we thought with all the legions we have to get through that we wanted to start be able to get through them a little bit faster. So tonight's episode, we're going to go through Space Wolves. And then on Friday's episode, we're going to continue in order. So we'll be going through Imperial Fists on that night. I wanted to say this part here at the top, just because I know at the very end, you, you lose some people. And that's absolutely understandable. We, at this point, for this episode, it's over two and a half hours long. So I don't blame you if you don't wait till the last you know, 30 seconds to listen through. But I do want to thank anyone and everyone who is listening. I do want to ask, though, that if you are listening to our content and you are enjoying it, you know, if it's off of YouTube, to please, you know, like and subscribe to it there. We realize right now, I want to say we're like 10% or so of the people who watch, which is not uncommon, especially as you start to release content or at least be more regular with very particular content. Um, but that sort of thing really does help us get noticed and really does show that what we're doing is of use and of value to the community. All right. And with that having been said, now we'll get on to the show. All right, and continuing on our path through all of these legions, we now find ourselves tonight on the Sixth Legion. So tonight we are going to go through and discuss everything related to the Space Wolves. Um, if you listen to any of these others that we've done so far, we're going to follow the same basic pattern. We are skipping Rights of War, although one in particular we are going to talk about briefly, because I think it's very interesting and it fits um, a very different sort of... Uh, design than most of the others anywhere I've seen in any of these books, as well as we're going to do the Primark and all later. So otherwise, we're going to discuss every single thing through this, including from any other documents that GW has put out at this time. We'll bring that up when we get to those. Um, little little uh, thing we'll mention here is that at least fluff-wise, I mean, army-wise, they're really cool, and we're, you know, we're invested in all these armies and, and the sorts of things they can do. But fluff-wise, I don't know if any of us are actually huge on Space Wolves in terms of the fluff. So, one, we are going to discuss it briefly. This might be a little bit more, more brief discussions on fluff. But also, two, we'll do our best to not say anything that is that wrong. If it is, if you're on YouTube, feel free to, you know, mention and all. Um, that, that's of interest to us. But hopefully we get this at least the the larger points correct so does does anyone want to start by saying what they know about space wolves whatever that may be oh, i can do it i can do it. it's not even the fact that like we don't know much i so i don't want to like insult the space wolves they're kind of like the ultramarines of, of 40k for me they're kind of aren't the ultramarines the ultramarines of 40k no, no, but like you know, how the Ultramarines of 40k are like the the poster boys, and they're kind of vanilla, and like they're the. That's why I feel like the Space Wolves are to 30k. You wouldn't um, say the Ultramarines are the you know vanilla. No, people? no, the Ultramarines. Oh no, in 30k, no, 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 no. Ultramarines are way different in 30k. Post post Gilliman's. Well, I was gonna say death, but he's not really dead. Uh, post Gilliman, the Ultramarines yet. did change a lot. So what makes but, them? Um, yeah, so space what makes them? What makes you think they're the more vanilla? Well, let me see. So space wolves are um, the emperor's executioners. Yep. Um, essentially, if the emperor needs someone to die and doesn't want to use the custodies, 
he sends the space wolves. That's kind of his... I mean, I hate to use the, the term, like, dog on a leash for a space wolf, but... It's accurate. <laughs> it's an accurate. It's an accurate thing. Um, they come from the planet Fenris, which I do believe is a death world. Yes. Funny enough. It is a death world. It is. A, it yeah, is. I was going to say, Fenris is a fucking death world. So for Fenris, it's um, it's a basically, it's a cold planet, a bug planet. No, it's a cold planet. Bonus points if you get where that's from. Um, it's a cold planet uh, I, we're to, um, with large amounts of volcanic activity. Um, I, I know that their home base, essentially their fortress monastery, or actually not call it monastery yet, sorry, their fortress is built into the mountain. Um, but yeah, no, essentially they are the, the, the executioner of the emperor. And one of their biggest impacts during the horse heresy was essentially to originally, uh, arrest the thousand sons, uh, a little spoiler, although, I mean, this is not really a spoiler. It's now. well so over 10 years point, old. But a little spoiler. Yeah, I know. I, I looked at when the book was and I, like a slow tear yeah. went on my, <clears throat> so Magnus essentially gets a vision that the emperor is betrayed. So Magnus, in an attempt to, ah, some would say hubris, some would say, you know, in terms of helping the Emperor, he rips open a warp portal to the, um, to Terra, essentially just almost basically destroying the Golden Throne and destroying most of the wards he set up in, he was building a webway, essentially, um, to tell the Emperor what was going on, but essentially the warp gods kind of blind. Yeah, yeah, no, it was actually, yeah, it was, it was a pretty good thing. Um, but the warp gods kind of blinded Magnus, and so he kind of broke in, and demons were able to break into the throne. It was a whole thing. So the Emperor ordered the Space Wolves not to execute the Thousand Sons, but to bring them in. Because, um, I mean, let's be honest, as, as sucky as the Emperor was as a father, I'm pretty sure he didn't want to start a downright war with Magnus. So he orders the Space Wolves to bring it in, and he brings the Custodes, the Sisters of Silence contingent. He brings, like, an armada. Um... The problem was, at this point, Horus had already betrayed the Emperor, and he, Horus, who's the war master at the time, orders uh, or convinces Russ that the Thousand Sons were going to betray the Emperor, that that's why they broke into them, blah, 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 blah. And so they basically went to eradicate the Thousand Sons. And such the, so the burning of Prospero began, which was essentially a cataclysmic battle. I mean, Istvan was bad. This one actually, like, unleashed warp and, and like w- ripped the warp into reality kind of shit um the thousand sun legion was all by annihilated um most were saved by either magnus or Aramon um under the something protocol see this is the thing i, I don't know what Aramon did um uh, the sons of rust suffered extreme casualties the custodians actually suffered pretty nasty casualties as well which was surprising uh they should have suffered more but the sisters of silence were there um but that's essentially the Space Wolves. Um, and so to answer Dave's question, the reason I think they're kind of vanilla is, and maybe this is because of the authors, how they write them, they're just... That's not an know. answer. Kind of, I, it's just, I, I don't know how to, because it's such a like, because it, it's such an opinionated response, what I'm going to say. They're just kind of boring to me. Like, okay, so the Blood Angels are tragic. You have Sanguinius who know he's who knows when he's gonna die, who has seen his death, but so he can throw himself into combat. So he's a tragic character. You have Horus, you have the Alpha Legion who don't know what side to play for. Um hell you have the mechanic. The Space Wolves to me are just kinda like I see bone, I chase it kind of thing. 
Which reminds me of the Ultramarines in 40k, which is like, I'm good boy, me best. You know what I mean? I don't know. Eh. I'm sure some Space Wolf players is gonna argue at me for saying that. When, but to me, you, this is just to get no an one opinion. No really ever argued. Like, people don't We're good. People may... I, I see maybe where you're coming from, and I, I will admit, when I read, I don't remember which book it was in the Heresy. It was, um, so so Pro, uh, Prospero Burns is from the Thousand Sun perspective. There was... Yes, and then the other one is the Space Wolf. Yeah, I just don't remember the name of the book off the top of my head right now. Oh, I can find it in five seconds. Keep okay. talking, though. Um, when I started to read them, I was listening to that one on audiobook, and I got through it for a while, and then it just... The writing itself just kind of beat me down a little bit. I just kind of lost interest in it. And for a lot of those books, I usually didn't. So I, I, in my mind, I don't necessarily think it's because they're very vanilla and things like that. Because they have a lot of their own um, flavor to them. They have a lot of differences from other legions and all. I think maybe it is, to some extent, sometimes some of the authors, at least that we've written, sorry, that we've read, that have written them that just didn't interest us. And like anything, you know, if, if, if you're not interested in the style of the writing of it, you're not going to, it's not going to keep you involved no matter what cool things it's talking about. To answer your question, by the yes. way, Dave, the book you read, if it was from the thousand sons perspective, it's called a thousand Suns. Oh yeah. yeah All so, is sorry. Dust. Oh yeah. Sorry. It's a thousand sons is um, theirs. Prospero, Prospero burns. burns. Yeah is the wolf perspective. Yes. I will point out that the one interesting thing in that book that really stuck with me, it's really the, and funny if it's stuck with me for 10 years now, I still remember the conversation, was the conversation between the wolf priest, and we'll talk about what a wolf priest is, there's actually, you know, there is a the wolf priest and the um, a thousand sons psyker, I guess, yeah. and how the two of them were discussing how the wolf priest believed that he wasn't harnessing the warp, but he was harnessing wolf spirits, and the psyker was you know using the dangers of the warp uh to 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 use powers and it was a really interesting like debate of you know i don't know it was just a really cool kind of side note in the book you know of them discussing basically the same thing but from different points of view yes uh steve any thought uh in the beginning about space wolves lore fluff all that if you're familiar with them in 40k they are far different in 30k i eh, in some ways so they maintain that idea of like you know space vikings but the wolf thing isn't as central to them Mm. they still have um you know they still have like the the wolf iconography and the pelts but um you're not going to find wolfen they actually they technically come from the burning of prospero the first it is of um wolf and mutations are actually a result of uh one of the thousand suns rituals they were conducting um causing a giant warp surge which is what made the flesh change like really ramp up and it caused the wolf to emerge um so that was bad for everyone uh everyone involved um like they're not at all like a central part of the space wolves identity at the time um, they were kind of put down, and it didn't really become a prominent issue until post-heresy, if I'm remembering right. Again, you are correct. I'm, I'm not big into Space Wolves, so it might have been an issue throughout the heresy for them, but I don't think of it when I think of them in the heresy. 
All right. Why don't we um, why don't we move on to their traits and yeah. things like that since we're a little yeah. little fuzzy on some other lore and all. So I, I will point out I I read ahead the rules are great though. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> to me, you you choose a legion because of both fluff, rules, paint, all those sorts of things. You can appreciate yeah. a legion for any one of those aspects. You don't have to love a legion's um fluff and story to like the other things they do it just might mean they're not the legion for you necessarily to play exactly. but no no I mean, not is not bad. if you're looking for paint and rules but not fluff that's still cool yeah you might not hit all three yeah um does anyone in particular want to take bestial savagery okay, i'll take this one because i have to play again <laughs> um so bestial savagery uh, a unit made up of entirely models with the infantry unit type and the Space Wolf Legion Astartes rule uh, that chooses to run in the movements phase may still make a shooting attack in the shooting phase and declare a charge in the assault phase of that same turn. But any shooting attack made in the same turn as that in which a unit with the special rule has run are made to make snapshots. Units that cannot run, such as Cataphracti Terminators, or models that do not have the vehicle or infantry unit type, instead gain plus one weapon skill on a turn, which they successfully charge. Even that charge is considered a disordered uh, charge. Models with the vehicle unit type and the special room make ram attacks, increase the strength of any hits, inflicted as part of the attack by plus one to a maximum of ten. So there's three rules in this, essentially. You have the ability to run shoot snapshot and charge you have the ability if you do not have vehicle or infantry to gain plus one weapon skill although okay stupid question here are contemptors not vehicles is that why that is or are contempt are like dreadnoughts contemptors like its own thing yes is that why that is Cor correct yeah, okay okay that's why i was like I'm, my brain was shutting down like but contemptors are vehicles nope, i don't not. know why so okay <laughs> that's what it's like so yeah so your contemptors dreadnoughts those guys get plus one weapon skill on the turn they charge even if it's disordered which we'll i'll talk about in a second and yeah they get uh vehicles when they ram get plus one attack uh plus one uh strength to maximum ten. so overall thoughts i love this this is amazing um i know steve will talk about the math in a couple seconds but the ability to move run shoot even at snapshots and charge is now that well, run is um potentially shoot though because remember there, there is still weapons pop, okay. that if you shoot won't allow yes. you to charge it doesn't break that rule yeah, it doesn't break that but i'm thinking like you know you have your assault marines you have your tactical squads for example um who have pistols right pistols can still um uh run and shoot um yeah, no, no, it's, it's, and, and you know, contemporary getting plus one weapon skill on the turn, they charge to weapon skill six. Even if they charge multiple things is insane. Um, yeah, this is a good rule. But Steve, Steve was that talking about the math. Go ahead, Steve. I know you were talking about yeah. what, assault marines. Yeah, so assault marines have a 12 inch base move, right? When they, well, they have an eight, a seven inch base move, they could activate their jump packs to get movement 12. Um, they can still run with the jump pack activated to give them four, uh, 16 inches of movement. They can then charge afterwards, which is another 2d6. But because their base movement is 12 when the jump pack is activated, it's another plus 2 to give you a minimum of 4 on the charge. So now we're talking a minimum of 20-inch melee threat range. 
minimum, by the way. The key word there. (laughs) It's huge. That's almost like the No Man's Land. And they could clear No Man's Land if they could just roll um, a little higher than a two on two dice. On yeah, average, I, on average, they make it across No Man's Land. It's yeah, no, this is a, this terrifying. is a, this is a terrifying roll. And you'll see this this actually blends really well with how they play too. But like, um, I know Steve mentioned yep. the whole entire wolf thing is not a big thing. So I know in forty k. Space Wolves are also kind of, I don't know, man. It's, it, Space Wolves, I guess they spam Thunderwolf Cavalry. That's still a thing. Um, but melee is a big thing for them in 30k. And, and having, like, I think they're called Blood Claws. Yes. I think I'm saying that word correctly. Yeah, Blood Claws is a very interesting thing to get them, like, to get swarm. And just, it, they're, it's a pretty damn cool role, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the shooting part is not as useful in my mind. It's not bad, but okay, you go to snap. That's not great. And this is an army that wants to be assaulting. You want to be getting in. So there's a lot of the weapons you might not be shooting with. Or what I what I found, at least so far, reaction-wise, a lot of times if my, my assault unit might not be armed with great weapons or amazing survivability, one or the other, and I may not want to eat the fire that could come back at me. So a lot of times that unit just doesn't shoot. Like, if it's a bunch of guys with bolt pistols, I'm probably not firing if the unit I'm charging at has, or the unit I'm going after has decent weapons because they're going to kill two men if you yeah. back. But being able to make your move, get the extra, in general, four inches for your initiative, and then still be able to assault is huge. You know, you're now looking oh, at base 11 it. for most things at minimum, assuming, yeah. not even assuming a jump pack, you know. Like Tartarus, Tartarus Terminator scare the shit out of me. Imagine Tartarus like moving. What do they move? Six. Yeah. And then seven, uh, move seven. seven eight, they're, they're not seven. Days, down, sorry. Right. So they move. All right. So they move seven. Uh, then they move eleven. Right. They're snap shooting their combi bolter, but who cares? Don't even snap shoot it. No, that's an eleven inch move. That that's insane. Yeah. Uh, here's a piece of snap shooting trivia for the for the two of you. Okay. What happens when you force a snap shoot, but you have a flamer? You don't shoot it. I thought blast weapons can't snap shoot. No. Well, blast weapons can. Yeah, blast weapons. Templates can. Yeah. Oh, did they get rid of you the templates? I remember. Templates use wall of death yes. now. That's a change from the previous edition. Yeah, they go straight to wall oh, of death. That's so weird. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. So that means hmm. you can run with a unit that has flamers and still throw out D3, D3 hits per guy, which yeah. against. Which, funny enough, again, means that you don't need about template placement as long as you're within that 8-inch range. Yep. And you could get more hits than models in the unit with yeah. one gun if there's one or two models. A 10-man flamer unit? That's actually, that's 10d3, which I believe is 20. Is that the average? 20? On a, 20, yes, yeah. On average. 20 on average. Yeah, yeah that, that, and 20 auto hits, too. And, and one of their units is a essential unit with like hand flamers. So it absolutely is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. The hammer. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> but hand flamers are strength three. Oh, but still, that's still that's not bad. That's, I take that's, that over bow pistols. I didn't even think about that combo. I didn't even think about that combo. Because remember, you're combo. not having to try and hit. Because if it was my bolt pistol, if I have say ten guys with bolt pistols, um, or you, were you doing? I'm assuming you're, yeah, you're doing a squat ten. Ten guys with bolt pistols. I'm only hitting on average one something, maybe two. One. 
42. Yeah. 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 The average is under two. So I don't care if it's one less strength. If I'm getting on average 20 hits, I'm going to get a lot more wounds that's through on that. Insane. Yeah. That's insane. I didn't even think about that. That's pretty damn cool. Um, I'll give props for props. Or small dude. side discussion. Cause maybe I, I, I don't know. I've played seven, eight games now at this point. Um, have any of you, either of you guys found any time when you've actually wanted to ram? I haven't. I don't own vehicles. Um, My mechanics yeah, yeah, don't own vehicles. <laughs> I have encouraged other to ram because there are reasons to do it. Um, well, not ram, but tank shock. Okay. Because um, it's a way, it's just an extra opportunity to force an enemy unit to potentially fail a morale test and fall back. So if you have units like the spoilers, they get bonuses against a falling back unit because you are falling back if you don't, um, you know, pass that test. True. You know, it's just another opportunity to get that fleeing unit. Yeah, you can then charge get the extra bonus attack against and so on and so forth. And plus units that are falling back are no longer scoring. Sure. I, I guess so far the only vehicles I brought have had other purposes or wanting to shoot their guns or maybe wanting to let people off. They haven't been wanting to sacrifice what they could do to maybe smack some people back. But yeah, I agree. It's it, it, listen, it, it's cool, useful, meh, but it's cool. I'll give props. <laughs> yeah, but no, their ability. When I said when we're all said and done, I want to rank all these and see if we can agree on any of this. Yeah. Would be interesting. But there's there's a, just a nice and nice and easy one to do because it's a nice easy rule. It it does break a core rule of the game, but it's very uniform in the way it breaks it, and it helps be more forgiving because if you want you're playing this army, you probably want to get into close combat. You're now better at doing exactly that. Mm-hmm. So. No, I agree. All right. Um, advanced reaction. Who wants to take the advanced reaction? I'll tackle this Before. one, I guess. So, as usual, you have to have you know it's entirely space wolves to do this reaction, and you have to use it once per game. Um, so, when an enemy unit with one or more miles from 12 inches... Um, sorry. Uh, I'm just completely failing, ha- failing reading at the moment. One second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so it's a movement phase reaction. There you go. Um, basically, it's triggered when an enemy unit moves within 12 inches of you. Um, and you can immediately um, respond to that unit moving by making a charge against that unit. Uh, what and you do first, because... you get to make a move of your highest initiative, then charge. Oh my god, you get to move and then yes. charge. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yep. Maybe I should let you take this one because I'm clearly not able right, to read so, right now. So that's okay. Uh, so I'll read through it and then yeah. we'll interpret. Um, so again, <laughs> it's advanced reaction. Yeah. Once per once per game, you have to be entirely spaceful for it. So when an enemy unit with one or more models within 12 inches of friendly unit made up entirely of models from your Space Wolves faction piece here, special rule, uh, is moved during the movement phase. So they get within 12 inches. Once the enemy unit that has triggered this reaction has moved, but before any other units are moved. So once they're done moving, but before anyone else goes, a single friendly unit made up of models with the space will special rule that can draw a line of sight to the enemy that moved may immediately move up to a number of inches equal to the highest initiative characteristic in the unit. So, so far, that is the movement reaction. But 
Um, notice it doesn't give a direction on that. So you just may move. And the extra part is, then you may declare a charge targeting the enemy unit that moved if it is within 12 inches. So you're allowed to move in any way you want and charge that unit that triggered you only as long as you're still within 12. So that does allow you the possibility of moving away because of what they're going to do or moving to a spot. Maybe I'm moving left or right to be able to get into cover because this is my scoring unit. They've got to live and they're coming in with something heavy. Um, a charge declared as part of the reaction is resolved immediately. The enemy unit may not declare any reactions against this charge because they are the active player and active players cannot do reactions. And if this success, sorry, and if successful, the combat will be fought as normal during the following assault phase with the charging unit, the space wolves gaining uh, all the normal benefits of charging. So it counts as if you had actually done the charge yourself. Um, but that means that the enemy now doesn't shoot. They cannot charge. They are now locked in combat. Um, it's, a, it's sort of like the normal movement reaction without the direction, and then you can charge them if you want, if they're still within 12. Um, the, this is, one, it, it is very good if it's exactly what Space Souls want to be doing. You want to be getting combat. You want to be charging. It's rather than them getting the bonus, you are now getting the bonus on charging. You're getting the extras. They can't react, so they can't do anything about it. Um, if you moved at your highest initiative, you figure, let's assume a four. Let's assume you don't have any cool characters, anything crazy. Um, even if it's, say, a, a cataphractic unit, okay, you get to move... Um, hmm. Three, they have to move three inches kind of yeah. Cause yeah 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 because yeah they count because it's minus one on the initiative is the way the rule is worded right um you move one, one less. less okay but even then so you get reactions. to move three that that's what i thought i just wasn't sure on their wordings on that you still get to move three yep. and then you can try to charge in you figure the unit had to get within 12 of you to begin with if you're saying initiative four now you're within eight you know at worst so there's an eight on 2d6 Maybe you're a little bit faster. Maybe um, they weren't exactly at 12. It does mean your opponent has to think about when they move close to you, if you haven't used this yet, especially if they want to like assure their charge. If you want to try to assure your charge, you're probably going to try to get as close as possible. They know if you haven't used this yet, you could just be the one who charged them instead. And if they've tried to get close enough the to get a really good... The, bonus. Hmm. The charge still gets the bonus for movement, right? So, like, if I move seven, I still get plus no, one of the charge, Not right? at seven, you don't. The, move, the bonus occurs at eight. eight. Yes. Okay. But yes, because you would declare a charge norming, following all normal rules for a charge. You don't get to break the standard okay. rules. You're just breaking the timing of when a charge occurs. And since you're the reactive player, they do not get reactions because they are not reactive. Also, to all the people who are mad at me on Facebook, notice how it does say... You have to charge the person that caused the reaction. Doesn't say that for Emperor's children. <laughs> it's poor writing. That's all that is. Yeah. No, on, on stuff like that, I mean, it, there are spots of this book that are written really well, and there are spots where we can tell what should be said in the parts that are missing. But theirs is, of the, rea of the advanced reactions we've seen so far, there's in my mind is sort of one of honestly almost one of the betters because it can shut down yeah. what 
whatever your opponents wanted to do with that unit that got close to you. Maybe they got close because they got a bunch of flame templates. Maybe they got close because they want to assault you. Whatever it may be, the reason they got close, you now can be the one who stops it. If they wanted to shoot, they don't get to mm -hmm. shoot at all. If you if you make the charge, obviously, let, let's assume you make it. If they wanted to charge you, you're there instead. You get your bonuses. You deny their bonuses. Um, and it doesn't matter what no, the enemy unit is. And it's once they're done moving. So even if it was, say, like a vehicle, if it's a heavy squad, you could potentially, they could still shoot out, but maybe you get in there to be able to actually uh, beat up on the vehicle or something. It's very powerful and very, very simple. It's not one, not one, it's one of the less complicated ones, which is nice. Um, are, are your eyes working now, Steve? Or are you still having problems over there? Uh, they have been opened. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is, that's a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if, if I could get words out beyond that. that that's a react. Holy shit. Yeah. It's. See, my I played a game against Space Wolves, and they thought I was doing the reaction. They never actually pulled the trigger because they never gave them a unit worth reacting yeah. to. But, uh, holy shit. I... But here's the thing even if it's not worth reacting, it still is because you might shut down that unit and shoot it, right? <laughs> Let me do well, no, because I throw like a rhino in front. Like, you exactly. So let's rhino? Like, let's say you no. pull out ten terminators in front of my my super elite unit. I'm like, oh fuck, those terminators are gonna really screw my plans up. You toss a tactical squad in it or a rhino, and you're like, oh, it's going to die. But now you have stopped them for at least one turn from charging you. I mean, we're not thinking it, it could even be used almost to some extent as sort of the ultimate chaff. Here's my unit that I don't really care about because they're cheap, and you're coming for my, let's say, you know, my, my heavy hitting range unit. You've got close enough. I have a problem. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw my little attack squad. I'll throw my support squad. I'll, I'll let you so, go and kill those guys because you're going to kill them anyway. But that was your turn. Now I get my turn to do something. Hey, Steve, too. I know you were shooting on. I know you were. We didn't talk about them. I know you were shooting on the Fenrisian Wolf Pack, right? Yeah. Wait, can they only be taken as a retinue? Hold on. That's right. Uh, yeah. That oh, is never mind. Yep. Wait in line. The ultimate dick move would just be to use the Fenrisian wolf, wolf packs as like uh, that assault block. Yep. Oh, that would be so big. You can't. Never mind. Continue. All right. I'm so happy. <laughs> it, it is very good. It is. It is surprising how. I mean, the reactions are very fluffy, which is nice, but they vary greatly in terms of how much I like them. Uh, well, when it's all said and done, I think we'll have to go through and, and, and talk about those as well as sort of a listing, because some of them are just much better than others. This one is great. Yeah. But, Agree. All right. Um, Steve, if your eyes, if your eyes are back, do you want to take this first Warlord trade or? All right, let, let's see if I can manage with this All one. Right. Probably should have been wearing my glasses, though. I should, don't need them for short. That's concerning. All right, Howl of of Mordecai. Um, this is open to anyone playing Space Wolves, not necessarily a loyalist. Yeah. Once for battle, controlling player of a warlord with this trait, 
They declare the use of this trait at the start of their player turn. For the duration of that player turn, only all friendly models with Legion Star Space Hold special rule get a bonus of plus one strength if the unit they are part of has successfully charged an enemy unit. In addition, an army's warlord's trait gets one additional reaction. The opponent's movement fades as long as the warlord has stopped and moved as a casualty. Plus one strength is nice, but once per And game, they have to be part of a successful charge, so... Yeah. Is it... Does that confer to the squad? Smart. Yes. So oh, this is one of those things that affects your entire yeah. army. Oh, okay. This is one of those things that scales very aggressively into larger yep. games. But I don't know... It really depends on what you're usually fighting. Yeah. Because if you have chain bayonets and you go into a dreadnought, this is going to be extremely helpful. Because now you're swinging at strength six and you could fish for fives between the bonus strength and the um, shred. But I don't know. I see, guess I'll have to me, see the other ones, but this isn't jumping out at me as holy shit, yeah. I need this. I don't know. So, so. I agree with you that it's um, it's based on the scale of the game. I think in larger scale games, this is more, oh shit, everything has plus one and you made off like seven charges. You know what I mean? Then we're talking, wow, that's a game changer. Um, I want to point out, because I did kind of skip ahead a little bit, um, the frost weapons and the Fenrisian axes do work well with that as well. Because almost, if I'm not mistaken, I'm checking right here. Yeah, just not the frost claw. But everything has a plus one strength. They're special stuff. So they're, they're aka their power sword, aka their axe, their their great frost blade. Their, all of it has plus one strength. So to time it well, you know, you have a unit with all frost swords or frost axes. That's now plus two strength. So that's pretty damn good. Wounding from threes to wounding to twos. But that's anyway. That's just. It, 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 I think it has play. I'm not mad with it. It sucks it's once per game, but it, like, I think in a larger game, if you time this correctly, it can be devastating. Well, and, but that's why it's once per game. You know, if, if it was more than once per game, oh, yeah. that that's a Legion trait. You know? Yeah. Um, two thoughts on this. Um, the second one is the rules lawyer don't do this. But for the, the first thought, yeah, in a big game, this is nice. It, it, it can be useful. But having to make the charge means... Sometimes in those cases, you're really debating when to when to proc something, when to send it off. And you might say, like, ooh, you know, this turn, I'm going to get two charges. Mm, maybe that's enough. Ah, no, maybe next time I'll get more. And I feel like it could be something you're just, you're waiting to make perfect, and it will never be perfect. Just do it. You know, the turn when you're making, you know, the charge with your Warlord's unit, let's say, into their heavy heavier unit let's assume people have the standard box. So it's like your cataphractic unit into maybe their cataphractic unit. I'm, I'm going to use it that turn. If I have a really good shot at the charge, I'm going to use it that turn because a plus one on that gives me a really good chance of maybe say cutting through them. Or yeah, I, I don't think you wait for the perfect play. Um, The second part, and this, I, this is where rules as written versus rules as intended are um, not always the same. And if we were in Britain, they would say something when, I'm curious as to where you're going. When, when you like, read the full rule, my because of the way they've been careful with it, it it's, okay. so, it's silly the way you're reading. I know yep. exactly what you what you're seeing. I'm so confused. Yeah. I want to hear this. Yeah. Um, so it says for the duration of that player turn, all friendly models with this special rule gain a bonus of plus one strength if they're part if the unit they're a part of has successfully charged an enemy unit. 
That's all it says. Okay. okay. When? It doesn't say that turn. So, correct. On either yes. of those. I charged oh. you last turn. I successfully charged you. I now get my bonus. It's not that. Okay. This is... It does not no. work like that. I would... I was I don't, see. Don't okay, yeah, no, I see what you're. Okay, don't use it that way. Well, don't ever. Yeah, no, I don't think. Yeah, and this is why. You, this is why with a game like this, one. I mean, there's tons of pages. The rules are spread out between multiple books. Um. Oh, did you guys see on? Uh, literally every because I'm in all the special, uh, 30k groups now to be able to advertise these out. So I saw this guy post Facebook everywhere as well. He put all the special rules and all this kind of stuff together. It's like this shorter document now. Um, on face on on sorry on the I saw it all over Facebook on the YouTube I will link to it as well. Um, yeah, oh, I yeah, didn't yeah. See I'll, it. I'll I'll link it in uh in our Discord later That's when I get cool. a chance. But but it, it's like special rules as well as I think like what's essentially it's here's all the stuff you kind of need that you that's the stuff that you're hunting for. Here's all kind of nicely put together, um, which is good. It's it's an awesome resource. That's nice. But you know, I just have the Excel sheet on yeah. my phone. Because I have Excel on my phone. I, I'm still useful. Absolutely useful. That's why you have to make an assumption in this sort of game that it is, as always, GW games have been a permissive rule set. If it doesn't specifically say that you can do something, you cannot. And you have to read what you have here with a that sort of grain of salt of non-abuse. Like, it's intended to be that round. They just didn't say it. And they would say who wants to use it otherwise that they're doing something wrong but i would still love to see certain things like faqs on this just because then it purely clarifies it and it sets the right precedent because there's other spots where they've been very careful with their wording and they would have put the extra bit in so you look at it and say well mm, somewhere else they said like that phase but here they didn't you know you don't want those to be arguments so i i would laugh I would laugh if literally they're arguing that no, we wrote it correctly. You can do it whenever. So if you're on turn three, but you charged successfully during the game, you can do this. Oh. I would fucking. I laugh. mean, if they go that avenue, Actually, then like, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna see something real quick because shit me. I gotta find it is that's, the problem, okay. uh, and it doesn't show up on Google. No, because I'm trying to find. They had a very similar rule in first edition, known as the Howl or whatever, the Wolf Howl yeah, or whatever. Howl, more and I, I'm wondering if that one specifically said it. And the problem is it's on one d four, but of course one d four doesn't show up on Google anymore. Well, you, if if you want, you I'm can go ahead quietly and go take a look for that. I'll take the next yeah, right now. trait in a moment. But yeah, I I don't anticipate that the rule. I'll put this way: if they came forward and said, like, "Yeah, man, it doesn't matter when you charge. Did you ever successfully charge? Get a bonus this round when you feel like it." Then every rules lawyer argument and thought comes out of the woodwork and is now all valid. Like they they can't mean it that way. Because if they did any other spot where the wording wasn't perfect, now is a free for all. Uh, Disgusting. I know, right? Here we are. So I, I'm not gonna lie though. If that's the if that was the way they had worded it, and they explicitly were that way, that would be funny. I would be fine with that. It's turn five. 
I've marked which units have charged someone. I'm still in combat. I'm now stronger. Like I'm fine with that. Just don't don't inter- don't let it be that way. They can't let it be that way. All right. Um, while Dan while Dan's reading, then I will read the next one. He can get stuck with Crownbreaker. I will read Hunger of the Void. Um, a warlord with this trait gains an additional wound at the end of the assault phase, in which he inflicts at least one unsaved wound on an enemy. This cannot increase the warlord's wound characteristics above his starting value, including any bonuses he may have. But if this effect is triggered while the warlord has his maximum possible number of wounds, he instead gains plus one attacks and strength until the end of the controlling player's next turn. In addition, an army whose warlord has this trait gets an additional reaction in the opposing player's assault phase as long as he's not killed. Um... Do they get, are space wheels restricted? I know in like 40K, they have like weird restrictions on like apothecaries and all. Do they have that in 30K? Um, In this edition, they dropped restrictions on a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. So I'm going to say, uh, okay. no, they don't have those restrictions. Because if they had them, it would be written in either the warlord traits, like the salamanders have it, or in their rights okay. of war. Um, I, I think this one to me, I mean, okay, you're probably an assault type army, so therefore you're taking your warlord to be assault like, you know, he's a, you know, Praetor with whatever weapon sort of outfitting you want to put on him. Um, I, I, this would be terrible if it was just the first part that you get a wound back if you cause the wound to someone because there's a chance they didn't hurt you because maybe you were in a challenge and you beat them up first. But the fact that, if that doesn't happen, if you're already fully healed, that you get an extra attack and a strength is huge. Um, I, I've learned, so I've been running the Deathwing Unbroken Vow, which on cursory glance kind of looks like a really bad war, uh, right of war. This is the right of war that essentially a bunch of stuff has to be Deathwing. You put down an extra objective in the middle of the board. And if I don't have it, you get some points. And if you have it, you get even more points. So essentially, I'm giving you points if I don't take this thing. It's It lets you know cataphracty and heavier units like that be troops, though not lines, so not scoring. And there's an argument as to, is it good and things like that. But uh, what I've, I've realized in the games I've played so far, the part I really liked about it is, if your guy has a sword, uh, if he's Deathwing, so if he's Deathwing, you're going to put a sword on him. Why not? Because that's how you get your bonuses as well. He gets plus one attack. I have had a lot of success having both my Praetors as, as well as Centurions and things like that as my Librarians, whoever, having an extra attack. Having plus one attack makes a huge difference, I find. So I like this for having that extra strength, having that extra attack. Because now I'm more likely to actually win this combat versus you. If you're st- if we're in the challenge, and I have this, I most likely I'm killing you. Maybe you won't kill me, because if we're you know big guy versus big guy, let's assume not like power fist or anything crazy. Big guy versus big guy, a lot of times we're on like fours and maybe fours or threes or twos. The extra attack means I'm just getting more in on you. I I like this one a lot. And it's all phase reaction. Right, I agree. I was like, I was gonna. So I'll even talk from like a 1.0 mm-hmm. point of view. Um, as custodies, um, one of the biggest things that, like, especially tr- our troops suffered from, was the lack of attacks. Yeah. You know, we only had two attacks per custodian. Um, sure, we had three wounds, but only two attacks. So if you had three dudes, that's six attacks. 
um, it, it didn't, it doesn't help. It, it was really kind of sucky. Um, so gaining that plus one attack and strength, fine, whatever. But gaining that plus one attack, I think, is a big, 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 big thing. Um, plus the additional reaction in the assault phase is pretty nice too, because then you can uh, Overwatch and then also set to defend. I know that's not what it's called. Um, I always forget what it's called, but I call it set to defend. Uh, and you take you make it a disordered charge. You know, I, I like that. I like it. It's actually really good. Hold the line. Oh no, no, it's called the 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 reaction's called hold the line. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what happened? <laughs> Here, here's the nice part about plus one strength. That's funny. A lot of a lot of your initiative weapons are not very high strength. You know, yeah, your chain fist double my strength, sure, but that's unwieldy. I kind of don't want my Praetor swinging last because I'm worried about what you could be armed with and you maybe kill him first. Or I want to make sure that I can kill you before it's mutual destruction because we insta-death each other out. So an extra strength, my, like I said, some of these axes or swords are only like strength, like plus one and stuff like that. Or or the, the great frost blade. Okay, you know, let's go look ahead. Strength plus two. Hey, plus three. Now I'm hurting kind of whatever I want for that turn if I need be. So... No, I agree. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good, and it heals too. Yes, that's only you can heal, which is nice. All right. uh, any particular thoughts on that, Steve? Um, or... I mean, I think you guys covered it. Um, no matter what, as long as you're killing um, characters, it's nice. Well, yeah, even just just cause an unstable wound, hurt something. Oh yeah. You know, you're probably in a Fuck challenge, it, so you probably have hurt a character. But the following round, or take the challenge with yeah. your sergeant. He goes in and slaughters a whole bunch of other guys. Yeah, take a sergeant. Yeah, have him cleave through the rest of the yeah. squad. Oh, this is great. This is great. All right, uh, Dan, did you ever find what you were looking for? The next one sounds cool. Yeah, let's see what this one is. It sounds cool. I like it. Crown Breaker. The warlord and all models in the unit he has has joined gain the pref oh yes gains the preferred enemy independent character special rule. Those models also gain the Feel No Pain special rule when locked in combat with one more enemy models with the independent character special rule. In addition, um, pardon me, uh, you get an additional reaction in the movement phase as long as you're not removed as casually. Okay. Oh, God, it's going to be Mechanicum time, isn't it? Remember, let me explain to you why I'm pausing. So, the Mechanicum in 1.0 and in the playtest rule have a specialized Magos called the Malagra that gains preferred that gives preferred enemy to, to the squad and himself for independent characters, right? It doesn't give feel no pain, just gives preferred enemy, and then it does other stuff, but just that has helped me. And, and yes, people might say, but you know, at maximum, there's what only three independent characters on the exactly. field at a time, right? At maximum. Right, yeah. I don't think there's an independent character. Elite. Um, if you have Unless an allied detachment, someone... you could have more. Oh, wait, no, no, independent character elite. Oh, you could be yeah, yeah, HQ, like yeah, you have that's what I'm talking about. Just okay, independent so characters could... in general. Okay, but like maximum normal three. So this will only work on three units. But from experience, that preferred enemy has helped me so many times it is not even funny just ignoring the feel no pain the ability to reroll ones on your hits and on your wounds is amazing 
Um, and then on top of that, the unit gets feel no pain. So I can imagine this on a warlord who's with his death squad. Not, uh, that's not what it's called. Uh, death star squad. Um, put him in a unit of, I don't know. I haven't looked at the, the elite units yet, but maybe put him in one of the elite units, right? That, that, you know, hurts hard. Put him in a Spartan. He pops out. He's going to be targeting your independent character squads. Now they have feel no pain. Now they have preferred enemy. Um, no, this is, I think this is great. I think this is great. That's my, that's just my reaction with preferred enemy. I think preferred enemy is one of the underwritten kind of hidden rules that is probably one of the best in the game. But that's just me. Agreed. Preferred enemy is absolutely massive. Um, that That's a nice trait. That's a nice little warlord trait to have. Uh, I mean, it's only independent characters, but... I, I absolutely damn. prefer the other two. But independent characters, the entire unit yes. mm-hmm. is subject to the penalty. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, I prefer the other two. It's not bad. Like I, I can see its uses, but it, it, it orchestrates very strongly exactly what you are going to attempt to do. I'm going to try to throw my warlord unit at your unit that has an independent character. Otherwise, I get literally nothing from... Uh, well, movement phase reaction is fine. I kind of like the other ones more, but this could be a thing where I'd have to... Pl- but I think this skews when you play it because you're either going to play it, and like you said, Dan, oh, I I had something like this, and it became clutch. It was great. But if you had it, and let's say in a game you didn't get to use it because... Their independent characters are too far. Yeah. Then what you oh, have told so- us is a pro- maybe more goes like ah, it's not that great. I- no, but see, here's the thing: like most events I've gone to, and Steve can correct me on this, I have yet to see a list with one independent character. It's always two or three. Now I'm not sure ah. I'm 2.0 yet, but <laughs> every 1.0 game I played had two or more independent characters. So when my Magos would be shooting into that squad. Normally, now, mind you, I had my Magos in like in a, in a shooting yeah. squad that would be mo- not like it's basically direct fire artillery. Imagine it like that. It was basically shooting las cannons at you. But the ability to reroll ones on the hit and the wound was fantastic for me. And then also they used to charge, and that's AP too. Sure, they hit on fours, but they're rerolling ones on the hit and rerolling ones on the wound. So I don't know. It, to me, I feel like listen. Is it the most powerful auto take ability in the game? No, that's not a good argument. I think though, saying, average, is it the I, best thing ever? No. Well, nothing's the best. No, thing I ever. know. It's like auto take. No. I, I think it's actually. I would dare say more powerful than the other two, because unless you're playing like small fifteen hundred point games or thousand point games, if you're playing event style games that are twenty five hundred, three thousand points, you're gonna see multiple independent characters, and I think that pays for I, itself because it confers to the unit now. I was going to say, before I do anything stupid, if I was playing against this, I would divorce my independent character from the squad and item. That would be an interesting kind of counterplay to this. Um, well, it, I think it depends on what actually, type of unit it is. In my mind, yeah. if, if you are wanting more shooting units, then I'm okay with Crownbreaker. Because like you said, you, you get it in shooting, stuff like that. I get more uses. Because if it's your close combat unit, if we're playing a bear game, there is potential ways to avoid you if I'm really worried about that. If not, you you do have some sort of bonus against me, but there's more mitigation potential. Yes. 
where some of the other ones are more of just it it just happens you have it there's a lot of ways to get it but if you're taking on a shooting unit okay makes sense. okay i'm i'm more sold on it to there. be fair that's, i mean yeah to be fair and you've played against them dave the, that's the mechanicum unit with the um the lance battery on the top okay. of their shoulders was that the one's one like strength where I, where 7 ap2 I that guy line. or like that unit or was it a different unit it's got the two shots. I kept burning that myself. That is true. On your first roll on the on gets four hot. dice, you rolled a set of ones onto one of them, and <laughs> the guy took ones, two. Yeah. That's yeah. true. <laughs> but no, that, that I would take like a squad of four of them, stick the the magos in there, and that was my dedicated. You shoot terminators, or you shoot the independent character. Um, stupid question. If the independent character is inside a vehicle, I'm assuming the preferred enemy also then converts to the vehicle. No. no. The vehicle's not an independent sure? character, and he's not he's attached, attached to the vehicle. So here's the problem: he's not, a, he's not attached to the vehicle. There it is. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm. Okay, because I know it confers to the unit. It can like if there's an independent character in the unit, then you gain preferred enemy. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't go to the vehicle. It doesn't go to the vehicle because it's not attached no. to the vehicle. Got it. Okay, I just wanted to make yeah. sure. That would be funny. That would uh, then I'd be like, well, 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 yeah. But we can always say, hey, rules would be yeah. so much better if they weren't the rules we get to play with. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. If I can do what I want, no, I just wanted to. I wanted to make sure. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Very briefly before we go to armory, I just want to mention their first right of war, and I'm not going to go through and discuss it. But I want to mention because, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think any other right of war works quite this way. It's their black watch. You it you know loyalist. Okay, that's fine. Has to be an allied detachment. It can never be your primary detachment for this one. And this is your primary hunters. Their their whole idea, their whole goal was to go out and kill traitor primarchs. So they have all bonuses and special stuff related to that. I I, I won't say it's good. It's not because unless you know exactly cool, what actually. you're fighting, it's garbage. But this is great for a fluffy thing. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, they still get hatred traitors. And remember, Steve did find that rule, which I completely forgot what page it was. It's that not a real rule. It's not a that's real not rule. Not a real rule. Oh, that was, well, that, no, that wasn't a thing. Oh, no, I thought we found the thing where if you're playing against your opponent. Oh, oh, that sucks then. Oh. So it's an event only rule or event only right. But I could see this. Th- I mean, this would be cool with custodies. That would be really stupid fluffy. I bet you five bucks it's from the custodians. I'm going aftermath of the Tories and the Prospero. I guess so. I don't know. I can't tell from the fluff. And they get plus two to their charge roll, which is no, nice. I, I, I just wanted to mention it because it is actually very, it's just a cool idea. It's a cool concept. It's nice. No, I like it. It's, it's very different from yeah. another ride of war. It's very different. Right. But that is cool. I will give props where yeah. props are due. All right, let's, let's get into the armory. All right, here. the armory. All right. Um, does anyone have a particular thing that they want to talk about? The ironic part is I feel like, I, well, I was going to say the Frisiacs and the Frostblades. By the way, um, I'll mean, do the Frostblades if someone wants to do the act. Are you eating? Hmm? Okay, it no. almost sounds like you are. Every now what? and then, yeah, when you, when you come back in, sometimes it almost sounds a little bit garbled. It's weird. All right. I believe you for now. Oh, that's right. I'll do the frost blades. I'll take that from Mercy and Axe so I can kind of lay the groundwork for one of its special rules. So, any model with the Legion of Zasari's basal special rule may exchange a chain sword from Mercy and Axe 
for two points each. Its benefits are plus one strength and reaping blow one. Um, reaping blow is an interesting rule that I'm not convinced I love on unit. Um, so basically what that means is if you find yourself in base contact with more than one enemy model, you get a bonus number of attacks equal to the reaping blow value. As it is base yeah, to base, right? Yeah, it's Not base to base. That? Yeah. So if you position your models perfectly, a five-man squad could get the benefit against like an enemy's five-man squad. But when you get to 10-man squads, all of a sudden you're not getting that benefit so much anymore. I would rather have the Chainsword Shred in most cases. Oh, oh yeah, because it's not... Because our Chainsword's, chainsword's a plus one strength as well, right? No, the Chain Bayonets. Oh. But Chainsword's is the Shred. Okay. And I'd rather, I'd rather have Shred than Strength 5. I, so I'm... I like Reaping Blow. I do. I don't know if I would give up Shred for it. I, I could, but it is plus one strength, too, so... Uh, I don't know. That's a hard decision. There is, what, one, there is one scenario where you could maximize this weapon's use, but it's, uh, it's a weird one. When you're fighting across a barricade, if you're touching the barricade, all enemies within two inches count as base-to-base. <laughs> oh, okay. So, if you find yourself assaulting a lot of, um, what's it called, defense lines, then, yeah, by all means, go for this. But, otherwise, it's just, it, it's in a rough spot because of that. I, you, t- to make it good, you need to be having the Reaping Blow work at least on several of them. Because, uh, on the... On pure math, without the reaping blow, obviously the shred is better because it's seventy five percent chance and says sixty seven percent chance. If you can get the thing is like one person paying these extra points, getting reaping blow, you're you're still not balancing out. You don't need all of them because if you, every guy who does is now better overall, and especially because um, an extra attack is overall if you can do it is always better than a reroll. Because an extra attack can get two hits, a reroll can only get one. But you need to get at least a few of them in. Um, yeah. May, I would say on a smaller unit, I, I'm fine with this. On a big unit, you might just be kind of throwing extra points in and and all. But it's it's not bad. And at least it replaces just a chain sword. And you have a lot of units that have bolt pistol chain swords. So. And it's not um the thing that kills it for me is that it's also costing you two but here's points. the other thing and this 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 might be you'd have to model them in particular i mean this is an act so you could do that but it's not a full unit replacement it's any model so could i split my unit if i have a unit of chainsaw guys um they i'm sure they have their own special name of guys i don't remember the names gray stalkers or slayers one of those i could change a few of them they're my guys who run in front they will position themselves to get me a few extra attacks. Okay. And the chain swords come behind. That's yeah. not a bad idea, actually. Unlike a lot of rules, because there's okay. a lot of these were um, armory ones that say everyone in your unit may do this. It doesn't say that. So I, I would consider a little bit of a mixture. 
So that way I have a little bit extra strength, maybe get a couple extra attacks in, and that might help me against some of those either potentially heavier targets or if I or if they just happen to have a large number. Oh, you know, this way I can actually potentially get more and more hits to try and get more and more saves out of you. That's actually not a bad plan. I, I like that a lot, yeah. actually. I, I, it, like, I have a squad of 20, but, like, the first... I'm thinking, say, squad of 10. If you have 10, a squad of 10, because I'm not going up to 20. Oh, squad of 10? You have the first... Squad of 10, yeah. I might do but half give, and half. Squad of 10, you have the first yeah. five. Yeah, give the first five. Yeah, no, that's not an idea. I like that a lot. That's actually not a bad idea. You know, because like you said, yeah, in a squad of 10, they're not all going to be able to get base-to-base with more than one model. But I'm probably going to get half. I, I could aim for half. Gives me some bit of bonus and keeps my points cheaper. Especially yeah. that they can run in charge, too. The fact that they can run in charge. Yeah. No, no, I agree. But that's a pretty not a bad idea. <laughs> a pretty right. not bad idea. I love that. Uh... Pretty not yeah, bad okay. idea. Talk about talk about these these chili blades. All right. Yeah, the frost blades. I like these. So any model with the Legion of Starty Space will have an independent character rule. May exchange a power weapon for a frost blade, which is a frost blade to them. It could be a sword, axe, claw. At five points a pop. Um you could also exchange a power weapon for a great frost blade for ten points. So each of them are five. The great frost blade is uh ten. So essentially, these are upgraded versions of power swords, power axes, lightning claws, and I don't know what the upgraded version of a great crossblade is. Big old two-handed plus two strength sword. But it's not unwieldy. So I'll get to that in a moment. So frost sword is plus one strength, AP three. Um, it's specialist weapon, reaping blow one. Not bad. Okay, it's AP three, which. Does suck against if you have an artificer sergeant. No, that, that's standard versus. But sword. um, no, a sword has rendered. Okay, so maybe on my power sword extra. I, I'm not so yeah, exactly. I like no. I still like it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say I don't like it. I still like it. Frost axe, um, very much like a normal power axe. It's plus one strength, AP two, melee specialist weapon, unwieldy but reaping below one. So again, you get an extra attack. That one I like a lot more. By the way. That one I do like a lot more. Uh, Frost Claw, Strength User, AP3, uh, Melee, Specialist Weapon, Shred, Reaping Below 1. This one I like more than the Frost Sword. I, th- I think Matt... I- so here's the thing. The Frost Sword I should think should have kept rending because why would I ever take a Frost Sword with for the same points I'd just take a Frost Claw? I lose a Strength, but I gain Shred. I don't know. That's just my two cents. And the last thing, the Great Frostblade, which is really cool. Strength plus two, AP two, melee, reaping blow, two-handed, not unwieldy. That's reaping blow one. Because you said reaping blow, it's reaping blow one, yeah. I don't say reaping blow one, yeah. Yeah. So, out of all these, so, okay. So, a Great Frostblade competes with basically a Paragon Blade, essentially, is what you're competing with. Would you take this over a Paragon Blade? It's probably... Well, it's... Maybe? In general, I think cheaper than a lot of times for Paragon <laughs> Blades. But it, it is it, cheaper. No, it is cheaper. But to lose here's, the strike. But here's that, the thing. Here's the thing. It doesn't... It doesn't have to compete with a Paragon Blade because models that cannot take a Paragon Blade can take yep. a Great Frost Blade. Oh, true. You're right. Oh, yeah, because it's not... All right. 
Well, you know, I, I mean, I like, it is I like, competing on the Praetor, but it's not competing yeah, on, on anyone say, else. A chaplain. I yeah. think you spend the ten points to get a great frostblade, and the fact that it's not unwieldy makes it pretty damn good. Um, because you gain the extra attack, you base multiple people with one person, which is not that hard to do. Um, you you gain that extra attack, plus the one that you charged, right? You're assuming you yeah. charged, right? So that's plus two attacks on the charge, essentially. Um, at strength six, AP two, that's not bad. No, it's not good. Bad at you all. Can t- <laughs> Things are allowed to be good. Yeah. No, that 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 is good. Yeah, no, you that, can't that, get yeah, a bonus yeah, yeah. for weapons. But the other ones, since they're yeah. specialists, can be tough positive, to get the bonus yeah. for anyway. It's possible, but it's tough. Yeah. And the frost claw is great. Is I, again, I don't know why you would ever take a frost sword over a frost claw. Like a frost axe, I can understand. It's AP two plus one strength. Um, it's unwieldy, so you're basically it's a it's a power. It's it's an axe. It's an axe with reaping blow, but you're striking at the same time as probably an Arsenal sergeant. Why would you ever take a frost sword over a depends, frost claw? It, so it depends. Like, I'm on trying what you're to. Fighting. If you're assuming Space Marine v Space Marine, yes, the claw is it is in general better because you're at 75 percent instead of 67 percent. Um, essentially, because you get to 50 percent chance rolled twice or yeah. one better. Um, where it could be potentially helpful is for things that are a little bit tougher, because now if something has higher toughness, the reroll is not going to help you quite as much. Or it might mean that you can't necessarily hurt it, or maybe now you're only looking at sixes and all. Um, you know, getting a five up or a rerollable six now. You know, now we can start talking about potential some spots of of odds and all. It's it's probably the claw better in but many overall, cases. I like, I like the weapons, but yeah, I was gonna say because even let's say you're hitting toughness yeah. five, Dave. Right? Let's assume you hit with everything. Let's yeah. assume you hit with everything. You you're still only getting fifty percent of the frost sword through, but I think you're getting a higher percentage of the frost claws. You'd be missing two thirds times two thirds, so it'd be four ninths. So it is a little under. Yeah, because you're under. four okay. out of nine. Okay. So yeah, not exactly. Now again, <sighs> I would say by looking at this, I think part of it is what do you have on your guy. You know, if your model has a sword, the frost sword is not bad. You know, if, if that's just the way your model. Oh yeah, I'm looks, not saying. Yeah, I was saying don't yeah the claw. Shit. The claw of these <laughs> space marines is better if you're going space marine for space marine. Yeah, but honestly, I would just oh, sorry, fuck the claw. Of, I would four, spend sorry, the extra five points to get the My apologies. Be five out of nine, so it's a little bit better chance. Yeah. Okay, and then strength six, and then toughness six. Both are wounding on sixes. No, one is wounding on fives. One is wounding on sixes re-rolling, which would then be one six plus, plus one six. Not plus. So as a plus times, yeah, times, times. If you need an and, so the easier way to do that is by fail. You fail five out of six. So to not wound, you need to fail, and then you fail again, essentially, since you have a re-roll. So be 25 out of 36 is the fail. That means it's 11 out of 36 for the success. So, which would mean, give me a second, I have a calculator. 30%. That's 30. Yeah. So then again, so if you're hitting, yeah, if you're hitting toughness, well, no, 30% it's, it's is still, still hitting fives to wound. Yeah. No, it, it, it would be, yeah, 33%. It would be a tiny bit better if you're going against something yeah. toughness 
say six or seven or if you had a fight in eight the claw is probably better in most cases or just spend the extra or or just spend the extra five points and just take a great frost blade because that's amazing yeah plus two strength ap2 not unwieldy yeah Yeah, no that's great you can yeah all right let's go let's take a look at this armor here then so this is aether rune armor any model of both the um Space Wolves rule an independent character that does not have the unique unit subtype may exchange the Artificer armor for Aether Rune armor for 25 points. It's a two-up armor save. In addition, increases the wound characteristics of the model that has it by one and gives them Animantium Will four up. So for 25 more points, you get an extra wound and Animantium Will. Yeah, it's expensive. It is very, very expensive. Uh, It is, but... You could pair that with the warlord trait where you heal a wound. Yeah. It's I'm, not bad. Yeah, that's great. Like, like I, I find I'm ahead. always of two minds related to some of this. I like the idea of having an extra wound, although I've seen in many cases, you know, your leader or, or, or okay, it's an independent character. It does not have to be your warlord. But your guy's still like toughness four probably, which means depending on what I'm going against, I can still just get doubled out. I'm exactly. I, I, I'm iffy yeah. on those extra wounds sometimes. It, it's nice when I'm not, but I've seen plenty of cases where it's like, oh man, if I don't swing now, or if I don't kill you now, or if I don't make these saves, I'm just dead anyway. It doesn't matter how many wounds I have. Um, because your big heavy guy's got a big but heavy to be weapon. fair. To be fair, if he has a great frost blade, you'll probably kill that person before you get doubled out. Um, assuming it's another like Praetor or something like that. Yeah. Or at least not even a Praetor. Like, let's say you're going against like a sergeant, right? Uh, like a normal sergeant okay. with a power oh, oh, fist, yeah. right? So if you're going against, yeah, if you're going against someone who's going right. to hit, take the hit on initiative, you know, if you're going against, say, a Contemptor, he ain't going to care. Yeah. No, no, that's, I, yeah. It's not bad. I, to me, this would be the last purchase. If I happen to have 25 extra points, I'll throw it on. I'm not building, I'm not putting this to start because my, my Praetor... Again, it could be on a different guy, but I'm thinking on him. He's already getting somewhat up there in price on me because of the other stuff I want to run on him. Adamantine Will is also really, really good. Adamantine Will is also really good. As long as you're fighting Psychers. As long as you're fighting Psychers. To be fair, though, and we mentioned this very true, but we did mention this. So let me, again, this goes back to 1.0, but. I used to take my Tribune with a 30-point upgrade that let me deny a psychic power. Which right? is not the sort of thing anymore. Did it work always? No. No, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is, did it work always? No, it didn't. But when it did, it was way worth the 30 points that I was able to do, right? Like, what I'm saying is, are you going to face librarians all the time? Actually, probably more so now more than ever, because librarians are really good. But... If you're not, right, does it still justify the 25 points? And I say yes. Only because, one, librarians, I think, are going to be more expensive or extensive this edition. And two, if it works, it works. Like, this is a really, really good thing. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. You're allowed to have opinions. It's good to have opinions. I know, it's it's because it's like I'm playing from a point of... I had an army with uh, well, no psychic okay. defense so, whatsoever. So here's the thing, because I just pulled a man to me and a man will or a man team will, because I haven't seen it yet. 
Yeah. I, I haven't come across it. So a model with a special rule gains an invulnerable save against any wound inflicted by a weapon with the force or psychic focus special rules and wounds inflicted by perils of the warp and so on. Um, if anybody's, but, but, but. So they're better at, they essentially get an invul save in certain scenarios. Um, that's what it really does. And perils. So one, if they are a psyker, this actually could be good because it helps save them from perils. But could have probably prefaced and said you put this on the on the psyker. Uh, but here's the psyker thing: they're already expensive. Now I'm putting extra points on. But here's the other thing: okay, yeah. you're going against a, a uh, an army that has a psyker in it. This doesn't help you shut down a power. All this means is, if the power is causing you wounds, you get an invul save. Oh. You probably, you might have already had one. Your Praetor would already have one. Because he has an Iron Halo. A better one. Your, your, you know, your other, your, your next level down, your Centurion, stuff like that, your Consularis probably already has a five up. So I'm getting maybe one extra. If it could actually hurt Psychers or stop powers, yes. It's just a nice safeguard. Okay. You know, I'm not as sold on that part. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I said your thing. It makes sense that so you like said the, in, in, in the first page. edition because your thing could shut down a power. This doesn't shut it down. This just means if you actually hurt me. Well, adamantium will didn't shut down a power. It gave you adamantium oh. will in the in, in the first edition gave you like an extra save. I thought for a second adamant. I, I misread it. I thought adamantine will was like a female pain against will, it. No, I didn't realize it's it was vulnerable. No, it's alternative and vulnerable. And yeah, I didn't and realize not, that. That makes it less. It, you know, it's it's. That either the attack or, or it, there, there's wording there, so it's the weapon yeah. with force or psychic focus special rule. I don't know if all your powers have yeah. that, and right now I'll tell you right now the powers that I'm liking don't cause wounds; they stop your reactions or make me tougher. I, I, I'm not using the power, the base powers, to hurt you. Mm. You know, the weapons, <laughs> sure, yeah, but sense, that's another story. All right. Um. Is that it for the war gear, gentlemen? I think that's right. it, yeah. Um, so now the five hundred million cards. Uh, so, so the first one's <laughs> quick, the Jarl. Um, since he's there, we'll go through him real quick. Uh I'll go through him real quick and then you guys can talk about other people that have more rules. Um, person who's a Praetor, Cataphractic Praetor, or Tartarus Praetor, um, who's a space wolf, can take the Jarl upgrade for ten points. They gain counterattack two special rule. So if they get charged instead, you still get some extra attacks. And a model with this upgrade may also be given the skirmish unit subtype at no additional points cost. This must be decided at the start of the battle for any models are deployed and may not be changed during the battle. What does skirmish do again? Counterattack two. Skirmish, skirmish gives you extra inch, I think, incoherency, if I'm not right, mistaken. You get one inch extra coherency and a bonus of plus one to cover saves. Oh, plus one to cover so saves is not bad. You would... Don't forget that the coherency bonus spills out into close combat engagement ranges so, as well. Why okay. the only reason I can think of why I wouldn't want skirmish is if my guy was say heavy and I want to be able to get reroll versus yeah. they're not mutually exclusive. Ordinance no. They're not mutually exclusive. Uh no, you're right. You could have a you could have every subtype in so the book. So why wouldn't you choose this? That's true. You could be skirmish and heavy. Three inch coherency is amazing. And I you assumed get now it was replaced. If it's not, why wouldn't you choose it? What's the downside? 
Because it said you may choose. Oh, why wouldn't you? Why choose wouldn't it? you then? Yeah, I don't know why you would never choose. There's got to be for ten points. No, no. Uh, in other I words, okay, the ten points you get counterattack. Fine, I don't care about any of that for the moment. When you when you upgrade your Jarl, yeah. you can choose to give him skirmish if you wish. The question is why? If you picked this upgrade, why wouldn't you give him skirmish? What's the downside? Is there any downside oh, no to being idea. skirmish? Can you actually? So then, Steve, does it say you can't be multiple um, uh, unit types? No, it's just that. So the skirmish cover save bonus only applies if the entire unit is skirmish. Huh? But oh, okay. So you only get the benefits if the entire unit is skirmish. But most of the Space Wolf special units are skirmish. No, but no, what Dave is asking, like it says, if no, there, there is there is no oh. downside. So uh, there's games where it might not matter at all to make the declaration, but there's no downside okay. to the declaration. That's why I wasn't sure. If I wasn't sure if there was a a bad okay. reason why it may not. But the only reason would be if you're not taking like skirmish units, then it doesn't do any good. So why bother? But otherwise, okay. I wasn't sure if there was a a problem with it. Otherwise, oh, okay. All right. So someone could take the pack thane. All right. Uh, go ahead, Steve. You haven't spoken in a while. Right. So the Pack Thane, it's a 10-point upgrade to your Centurions, Cataphracti Centurions, and Tartaros Centurions. Um, long the short is they gain the counterattack special rule. They could also become skirmish if you want them to be skirmish. Um, and they cannot be on bikes, either jet bikes or combat bikes. Either way, they can't be on bikes. Basically, it's just, hey, guess what? You're a space wolf. Wait, what's the difference between this and the Jarl? Oh, yeah, it's, it's oh, who? Centurion. Jarl's Traitor, Thane's yeah. a Centurion. Yeah, I was like, wait, uh, the same the game Jarl gets uh, counterattack <laughs> two. This is counterattack one. So. One, got it, okay. I was so confused. <laughs> what the hell? Well, that at least was fast, because those were nice and simple. Yeah, it was nice. Ah, oh, yes, dead, this man. dude. Yes, Speaker of the Dead. So this is an upgrade for Allegiant Centurion, Tartaro Centurion, Cataphracti Centurion. Has to be a Space Wolf, obviously. And you get the following upgrade, 65 points. And then my my joy of this is, have you ever wanted an apothecary, but also a chaplain? No. no. So, uh, <laughs> so the Speaker of the Dead must increase his leadership to 10. And the Speaker of the Dead in all models with the Legion Astarte special rule. Uh, with the um, gain stubborn and hatred everything. In his unit, sorry. Uh, gain uh, the stubborn and hatred special rule. He also has a Narthiseum and a Mastercrafted Powerball for no additional cost. So, essentially, and he can't select two Lightning Claws or a Boarding Shield, so he can't get rid of Basically, he's restricted to basically replacing the uh, Powerball. Um... This is amazing. For 65 points, you have both an apothecary and also a chaplain at the same time. This is, for 65 points, amazing. What's it normally for a uh, premise Medicaid? What's the upgrade? <laughs> too much. I was going to the book now it's to go and find too it. Much. I don't remember. Yeah. What's a, per- what's a premise Medicaid and then what's a chaplain? That, that's uh, what I'm I need on to know. Right now, so your chaplain is 35 points you want the medicaid okay the medicaid is 45 premise medicaid yeah yeah i 65 points to get both 
and he becomes leadership 10? Why not? Yeah, no, no, that's amazing. Wait, does the chaplain also grant give, give stubborn to the unit? Or is it just hatred? Now you're making me look. Huh. Fun fact, that's not what they do anymore. No, the chaplain does still give hatred. Chaplain still gives hatred, I believe. Okay. Sorry, I was thinking of the fear. They so chaplain, no give um, his leadership characteristic goes to yeah. 10. Um, he gives hatred. stubborn and hatred. So it is yep. literally the full rules of a oh, chaplain with uh, Narthesium. Yeah. With the Narthesium. Yeah. No, I love this mod. This is great. This is great. 65 points for a chaplain apothecary? Please. And the big thing with the Primus Medic, for people who are like, why is that so big? Just take one and one. Well, remember, ladies and gentlemen, the only person that can go into Terminator Squad is a Primus Medic because then he can be wearing Terminator armor. So if you want to take Terminators with apothecaries and you don't and you want just a little bit more bang for your buck, not just a, an apothecary, you take a speaker of the dead, who now gives your Terminator squad hatred and stubborn. The... <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Why why can't um apothecary go in? Apothecaries cannot go in because apothecaries can't wear terminator armor. So oh, so you can't join a unit that don't doesn't look like your armor? Only the well, no, or, you would uh, or the apothecary rule and the tech okay, rule it. that is correct. Yes. You have to have the same it is like, a specific rule. Yeah. Yeah. It, okay, yeah. that that's He's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's what the part I wasn't aware of. Okay. Um no, then it is very good. Yeah. Sorry, I should have probably pointed it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're you're gaining both the Primus Medicaid rule. That's why I asked for Primus Medicaid, because that's where you get this centurion armor. You you gain both the the Primus Medicaid rule and also the hatred the chat yeah no this is great sixty five points easy and uh, by the way I should point out I'm not sure if this changed with rights of war I'm just gonna kind of peruse them very quickly I don't see it here um, but I remember that space wolves kind of fuck around with um, the ability to take more than three HQs I don't remember how they do it um. Yeah, I, I can't remember how they do it for the I life mean, of me. I know they can take more than three HQs. I mean, if you want to know what's really funny, the Speaker of the Dead could do something that not many can do. They get a bonus attack on a Chain Fist because they oh. gain a Mastercrafted Power Ball. Normal chaplains can take a power weapon they have and yeah. make it Mastercraft. This gentleman gains one. Yeah. No, this is... I like it. No, they don't, no, no. Just, just, just to be clear. They get an Arthesium. They do not get all the rules for the um, prize. Oh, okay. Because they oh, get the yes. but, but he does get the um, the war gear piece, which is an Arthesium. Which is all you care about anyway. To be, let's be yeah, honest. Correct. correct. <laughs> let's be honest. But you yeah, know, amazing. Love it. 65 points. Not going to say must take, but. <laughs> I'm going to squint my eyes a little bit if you don't take it. Uh, 65 you have to have points for it you might uh, not have one? have put that yeah. into your list concept to have points for a, an extra hq true i feel like you would want you to may make want points to, for but him. if that's just not what you're doing you know remember then people have to play for fun maybe their fun doesn't include this guy i don't understand what that is that's some sort of non-meta word that like <laughs> Non-metal thing that people whose armies have rules that's true. Yeah, we get that. Get to oh, see, you know what? I cannot wait. I cannot wait to survive another six demolisher shots. 
Demolishers. No one runs demolishers yeah. anymore, my dude. Yeah, good. Oh, yeah, good contemptors. All right. <laughs> Caster of runes. Do you want to be the psychic Steve or no? Well, there's the... I'll... Could I take this one on since the fame was so fast. So the Caster of runes is a 45 point upgrade. Again, your Centurion, Tartarus Centurion, or Cataphractor Centurion can take it. Um, they become psychers. Surprise, surprise. You cast the runes, you do psychic powers. You could choose either the Divination, Telekinesis, or Biomancy disciplines. Oh, biomancy. Or you could take their custom one, the Winds of Ferris. Fenris. Yep. Uh, and they get Adamantian Will. Actually. Four up. Yes, and yeah, they and gain adamantium will on a four up. So they have a four up negation against psychic powers. So you don't even need that war gear. That other thing. You don't need it. You got it right there. Well, they can um, get psychic for, for fifteen. War gear, they can replace. They can replace a power weapon, a bolt, pistol, or a combi bolter, with a force weapon for no extra points. In addition, you could take a psychic hood for fifteen points. So because someone was That's asking me. the other day in one of our chats. The reason it lists the bolt pistol or combi bolter or a power weapon is because the Terminator standard war gear is a combi bolter and a and a power weapon. And being able to swap out either of those is, you know, worthwhile. I mean, you if you love your bolt pistol, you could replace your chainsword with a power weapon and a power weapon with a force weapon, but I don't think that's uh <laughs> I don't think anyone Dude. likes their bolt pistols that much. No, I'm, my my next librarian I make is right. going to have a sword and an axe, and then I'm just going to decide which one is the force. And in his his running around in his heavy armor, nice. depending on what I need to happen, whether or not essentially whether or not I'm doing biomancy. But... I okay. So without getting into this, before we get to this new psychic discipline, just thoughts going it, in. It's the same cost in every way as the normal. Except he gets adamantium yeah. will, and a new thing he has yes. as an yeah, otherwise yep. he's the same as that cost as a normal librarian. So the big thing is whether or not this discipline is worth it. Let's right. see. So you gain all of the following powers. You gain wrath of the death wolf. This is a psychic weapon. It uses a flamer template for range. It is strike five, AP four, assault one, deflagrate force. So, um, Deflagrate, that's the Volkite rule. Every time the enemy saves, uh, fails a save against it, you get another hit with the weapon. And Force means that with a Psychic yep. Test, you could double the strength, if you want. Being a Strength 10 Flamer sounds very appealing, because that, that, that works yep. as an anti-tank weapon. You could even throw a wound onto a Dreadnought if you're lucky, but I would not count on it, because it saves on a 2. Um... But it will instant death marine. So if you have a veteran squad that you really don't want to, you know, be up against, you could try torching them with this weapon. I mean, I like it, and I feel like it's going to be really good once the other factions come out, because assuming that the Mechanicum stats stay roughly the same as last edition, where Thalax are a 4-up save toughness 5 model, agree. this thing will just shred a oh, yeah. huge Absolutely. can't make saves. You beat me to that death. very much so. And wound spill. Yeah. Like it's you extra have, wound from Defigrate. So yep. you, you would a thousand percent beat me to that. Uh, Thalax, if the rules stay very similar to what they are in the playtest, are going to be a pain in the ass to play against. Mostly because they have the old uh, Tau battlesuit rules where they can jump and shoot. Or sorry, shoot and jump. 
the ability to get and just flame the shit out of them and instant death them. Yeah, no, that that's so. That's so quick rules thing in my question mind. as I try to flip and see if I can find it first. For Deflagrate, is that in the original role per wound? So if I per wound per failed save. Okay, per... so if it's because there's a distinction there. If it's per failed save, there is because it. But it's, it's only it's one death. I thought, it's multiple, oh, but it, but it wouldn't be multiple failed saves. You, you only failed up? one save. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I'm saying that's the difference. The difference is. Is it three hits or one hit? It'd be one hit because I'm gonna look. I'm looking it up right now. Deflagrate. There we are. Uh, no, it says count the number of unsaved wounds caused on the target yeah. unit. So then, if you instant death someone on two, you get uh, to. Yeah, immediately resolve the number of auto additional automatic hits, uh, equal uh, with weapons for equal to the number of unsaved wounds. Yeah, no. You, so if you let's say you kill two Thalax, you roll yeah. six more dice, not two. That's why I wasn't sure. I, 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 I haven't sure. had it yeah. matter yet because I haven't. None of the other Deflagrate weapons that I've used have been able to instant death something. So it's all been the same for all intents and purposes. But I was I wasn't sure with that the way they worded it. But okay. No. Yeah, so if you if you hit a multi wound unit and kill them instantly, you roll the amount of unsaved wounds. What's that? I, mean, I don't even oh, mind shit. indeterminators. Yeah, because no, that's that's. If, if I get enough hits, I'm one strike ten. You yeah. fail one, I'm killing a guy. Hell, Dave, you I've, were there I've for that, right? When I killed uh, what three bread butchers when the land raider blew up. Yeah, no, it's it's you toss enough strength eight or higher indeterminators, and if they roll that one. Or multiple ones. It sucks. Oh, they feel it. They absolutely feel it. I killed three red butchers inside a land raider, and I didn't even touch. The, like, I didn't even touch them. They just died from the explosion, the strength eight explosion, because he rolled three ones. No, it's no, amazing. Instant death. Because here's another spot where it could get weird. Instant death is worded that you essentially take the full amount. I know it kills you. So don't tell me it kills you. How? Okay. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. No, that's not it. Yeah, how exactly <laughs> is it worded? A model suffers an unsaved wound from an attack with a special. Well, it's not. It would be death. if it was strength ten. It's just no, but instant death is its own no. special rule. No, anything that has a strength yes, double. Oh, it counts as instant death. Gain, okay, it gains the special rule if strength is double toughness. Yeah, so if the model suffers an unsaved wound so, from so the oh, reading. I see what you're saying. I'm not there yet. No, no, it is reduced to zero wounds and is removed as a casualty. Okay, so instant death rule. Yeah, if you take an unsaved wound, it is reduced to zero wounds. So... I don't think it works that way, only because close combat specifically says... Yeah, the count no that's what I was going to say. For check for, so uh, I would for say solution. no, you still would only get the one... Because instant death just essentially sets your wounds characteristic to zero. It doesn't say you suffer enough wounds zero, to put yeah. you to zero. Just go to zero. You know, you're you know, go you know, go you straight go to jail. To do not collect two hundred dollars. Okay. You know, you're not passing go here. Monopoly. Listen, less no, it's still cool very than good. what we thought. That's still fine, but still, still very good. Still yeah, I was gonna say. It's not the Kabanda. You know what I'm thinking is. And I think maybe we're gonna. It's like the Kabanda template rule. Remember that Kabanda stupid rule, stupid, where it was like he got, you know, but like it got the amount of 
hits based on like how many wounds he did or some right some stupid like oh, that but that would still work the same yeah, way this if one is not death that. someone if you instant death them de- depending on how it counts for that for that purpose of wording mm-hmm. he may or may not get the extras but we're not we're not gonna go back to him right now pull up uh, he doesn't matter right now we're on, on this it's a space yeah. well I know. when you buy focus, one focus then we can have a nice long discussion about him again <laughs> and i and, and i kill and by the way you're right it's the number of unsaved wounds caused by melee attacks so if he insta kills you we said we didn't care about him storm rot tell me about the psychic power here steve well, well actually, I actually wanted to check don't let, don't let dan lead you astray <laughs> okay so so sorry the last psychic power he has storm rot so he's wrath of the death wolf and storm rot storm rot instead of making a shooting attack instead of making shooting attack Controlling player is like a single friendly unit with at least one model within six inches of the Psyker. And that unit has to be composed entirely of infantry, cavalry, or dreadnoughts. The unit gains shrouded five up, that's big, um, until the beginning of the controlling player's next shooting phase. Using this power, um, the psychic, um, you can take a psychic test to instead give <laughs> shrouded three up to the unit. Ooh. Ooh. Now, now, I would like to remind you all that Harbinger's the Legion, which would be your jet bikes, um, they get to re-roll shrouded saves. Ew. <laughs> gross. I love it. <laughs> you want their unkillable land speed? That's how you get unkillable yeah. land speed. Yeah, because that cavalry. Yeah. Bro, fuck that. Fuck the land speeder. Three up shrouded Terminator squad. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Now, reminder, Shrouded is absolutely useless against um, Ignore's cover and absolutely, close combat. Yeah. However, oh my god, you get to laugh at last cannons all day long. It, it's useful cannons, against missiles, most stuff. Anything, most really. stuff doesn't anything, yeah. ignore your cover. Oh, yes. That... Alright, the, the Caster of Runes is worth it because their, their power worth... is really good. It's nice, but this is like the one discipline that does not Come stock with the, the 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 what's it called? Yes. The force lightning one. The what do they call it this edition? I'm blanking. I am not force a lightning is fine. <laughs> yeah, they don't get the force lightning thing from uh, the, like every generic. The only problem is that there are only three headquarters slots. <laughs> like I'm That's like, damn it. Yeah. What you think, Dan? Yeah, I know. you can also ally. Um, but yeah, the, no, I'm laughing because I'm like, God damn it! There's sort only three. of downside I noticed Shit. with him, and maybe this is maybe I haven't looked through enough of the other psychers to notice this. His power that you want to use is shooting phase, and his weapon is and is a shooting weapon as well. Um, I I mean you uh, if if someone's you can react with it, you know, because it is I don't I don't see why you couldn't. But in terms of your actual shooting phase, some of the other disciplines like your power, like biomancy, your power is shooting phase, your weapon is a melee. You know, uh, some of the other ones are the same. Yeah, so actually that is the only sort of downside, but some of the other ones have it as well. But it's a really good uh, weapon if someone is wanting to like charge you. I just kill him out. He is good though. Take your, take your non-psyker psychers. All right, are we good on uh channeling the world yeah. spirits? Don't get confused; they're channeling world spirits. Totally, totally not the exactly, same. but not totally not the warp guys. 
Absolutely a thousand percent. I, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Fenris is on the eye of the warp, right? Or it's near the eye the of the eye warp. Of terror, you mean? Oh, god damn it. Most death, I thought most death worlds were. No, no, some okay. death worlds are sense, not even I, close uh, to uh, I mean, isn't part of the thing they have like giant, yeah. horrible monsters as well? If you do, it makes sense you probably have them there. No, because some of them are funny enough, tyranid like constructs oh. in death worlds, like oh. remnants of tyranid. There we are. Uh, that's just the solar system. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to find a map of the fucking uh, segmentum solar. Hey, on Dan does astrocartography. A good astropath. Oh, um, but yeah, no, that, that, that wraps up the, um, yes, the upgrades. Those are all, I mean, the thane's very, very, very basic, but the others are all, yeah, they're brutal. No, I like them. I ain't even mad. Yeah. All right, we're on to Wolf All King. Right, so, I think Dave's next in the lineup. By the way, Fenris is very close to the Eye of Terror. In fact, fun fact. Oh Jesus! Oh, okay. So they only go with him in, in Warhammer Forty Thousand. Got it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In in Warhammer Forty Thousand, you know, how, like the galaxy split in two. Fenris is literally in between that split. <laughs> it it crossed right through Fenris. That sucks. All right. Anyway. Hey, we got to skip a thing then. That's cool. Uh, there it is. So we are on the bar gear. Is that how it's said? Death Sworn. gear. Probably Varagir. Or Varagir. You missed the Death Sworn pack. Yeah, it's uh, Varagir. Oh, is Death Sworn actually page. the one that's next? Wait, what? All right. Fine. Oh, Death Sworn. Well, yep, yep, no, yep. we're going to do it in the order that I have it already written out. No, that's fine. We can... Switch it. Why those? Ah, it's stupid things reverse. Okay, so I'm gonna have to switch it in my notes. That's fine. So, uh, someone else talk about Death Sworn while I swap my notes. I'll do Death Sworn. I'll do Death Sworn. All right, so Death Sworn pack, uh, 175 points. You're looking at a pretty normal stat line, like a normal vet stat line, I should say. Uh, weapon skill four, but the skill four, strength of toughness is four, two wounds, initiative four, leadership eight, two attacks. Uh, they do have artificial armor, so you're looking to up slave. So. You said save. Oh, uh, they got to yes, save. I did? No. To save. Bolt pistol and uh, power axe. Not bad, actually. Frag grenade. Oh, that means power axe. They can do yep. Oh, no, no. That's only independent characters. Damn it. Uh, frag grenades, crack grenades, the Ymir class stasis bombs. Um, they have the Cult of Morakai, Dreams of the Death Wolf. Uh, they have counterattack one, which is really nice. And this is not counterattack two like we've seen, where it's like, hmm, I don't want to charge because I get more attacks. They're also stubborn. Uh, they can take a land raider or a rhino uh, as a dedicated transport. You can take an additional five for 30 points a pop. So the discount, I think, is five points. Did I do that right? Uh, 30 times five is 150. Yeah. Oh, 25 points. Jesus, woof. Uh, a model in this unit makes it its power axe for a power fist for 15. Oh, here we are. Okay, okay, take it. Every five models in the unit, you can exchange a power axe for a great frost blade or a thunder hammer. Yeah, right there. Damn. I, I kind of want that thunder hammer now. Uh, and the entire unit may take one of the following options. Either melt bombs for 20 or rad grenades for 20. I should point out, by the way, I don't think we've mentioned this before with the other specialized units. Whenever it says the entire unit may take one of the following, it is nicely discounted when you make the unit bigger. So um, 
for example, in 1.0, it used to be you pay for melt bombs for each person in the unit. So it was five points per dude. So let's say you had 10 people, that's 50 points. If you had five points, that was 25 points. Now it's melt bombs are 20, right? Meaning yes. that would have that's actually cheaper than what it would have been. But now that's it. You 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 just pay 20. So if you have 10 dudes, it's 20. If you have eight dudes, it's 20. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of a nice little discount if you go higher than 10, which is nice. It is nice. Um, all right, so let's talk about the cult of Morakai. Uh they may not be death swarm packs may not be joined by independent character special rule other than models with speaker of the dead or caster of the rune console upgrades. There's a reason why Speaker of the Dead is um it's going to be really good in this squad. I'll talk about that in a second. In addition, a Death Swarm pack may be selected as a retinue squad for at least one model with the Speaker of the Dead or Caster of the Rune Council upgrade instead of an elite choice. Yeah, and then it retinue, has so. all the retinue squad nonsense. Yeah. Dreams of the Death Wolf. God, sounds like okay. <laughs> this is the name of my band. If a Death Swarm model loses its last wound during the assault phase before having made any attacks, Place that model to one side instead of removing it from play as casualty. In initiative step one, all models placed to the side in this fashion may make a single attack before being removed as a casualty. Models removed as casualties in this fashion are still counted for resolving which side is won in combat. And then you have the Yamira Stasis Bombs. Any unit which successfully charges a unit that includes one or more models with this bomb must make a disordered charge. In addition, the controlling player of the unit may include any models with the Yamira class dacing bombs, may choose to activate them when declaring a charge for the unit before any dice are rolled to determine charge distance. The Yamira, I'm just going to call it the stasis bomb. The stasis bomb remains activated until the start of the controlling player's next turn and may be activated again if another charge is later declared for that unit. While it's activated, all models with the stasis bomb must add both the fleshbane and gets hot special rule to all attacks made during the fight subphase. All wounds inflicted by the gets hot special rule on a model with an activated Yamiris class state bomb are resolved at the AP value of the weapon the model with the stasis bomb is using the attack. Okay, a lot of rules. So, <laughs> so you basically you have 175 points of a. Well, I mean, I hate to kind of use the word. It's a death pack. These guys go up. Yeah, they they go up. They look at a squad and they evaporate the squad. And the good news is, if you lose people before they evaporate that squad, they still get at least their one attack back. Um, What's really, really cool is that because they can take a Speaker of the Dead, although now that I realize that that Shroud 3 Plus is so goddamn nice, Jesus Christ. (laughs) <laughs> put him with a rune caster for a three plus shroud um when they're trying to like you know charge an overwatch um but no you put him with the speaker of the dead now they have a feel no pain they have hatred they're stubborn um what is it one in every five can take a thunder hammer which i agree see would you take a great Frostblade or a thunder hammer <sighs> wait a minute you know what i would do dave i got you watch this Screw the Thunderhammer. Take the Frostblade and then take Radgate. Oh, yeah, because you're going to set most things to three and your strength because six. Not... Yep. 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 And your strength six. Yeah, I believe the Great Frostblade and Kremlin of Rome plus two strength. Oh, yeah. Do a little combo. Yeah. Yeah. The, the uh, Frostblade is 10 points. The Thunderhammer is 20. Yes, it is. If you take more. Yes. Yeah. If you yes. have a pack of 10, if you yes, were yes, yeah, 10, you're right. you could get two. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that's your savings right there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, but bro, that's actually only what? Hold on. That's only 365 if I did the math correctly. And then fuck it. I'm not, yeah, take a power fist, whatever. For 15, who cares? That's 380? That's not bad. Because I remember we were doing like maximum point squads for some you of these. You wanted to do maximum right? Some of them were like 400, so don't 500 make it like points. A well, no, but I'm just thinking this one is actually a saving, though. This one is saving because of the rag grenade option. Um, but you know what's funny? So I don't know if Steve might be able to answer this, or maybe you. Melt the bomb counts as a melee weapon. If they die to a contemptor, can yeah. they still melt they, the bomb? They get to do sure. an attack. There's nothing that stipulates yeah, in so there what? the way the attack has to be. Shit. Yeah, I. Oh, man. I like this unit a lot. I do. Um, yeah, no, I like this unit. I can see them. You can gear it for anti-infantry with two great frost blades and rad grenades and just charge them yes. in. Cause that'll insta kill terminators too, by the way, that, that any, I, I don't think we've, Steve, are there any toughness five terminators specialized? I don't think there are. So some units get battle hardened one, which raises their, oh, okay. Their but by I, one, four it's, it's rare though, but I don't think and that's it's pretty rare. common enough to, it yeah, I was gonna say. So, yeah, you throw this against most specialized Terminators, you're coming down on top on this one. This is really good. And, and honestly, yeah, like you don't it. even necessarily throw it against them. With counterattack one, you don't necessarily care if you charged. They're not going to want to charge you because you're just you're essentially just as good. So, oh my god, then with a yeah. three up shrouded though, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Two up into three up. Go home. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it, it. They're they're a very good unit. They're they're expensive for you know, yeah space marines, but they are very very good, especially if you're willing to throw the extra in. They're not. Mostly they're not because again, I well I know you haven't, but I've been doing the maximum point shit because yeah, I like running big boy squads. Every big boy squad we've come across, like the Phoenix Terminators, has been 400, yeah, 500 but... points. Or at least upwards of 400 to 500. This is 380. And that's, that's upgraded. And you can put them in a rhino if you really don't care about them. <laughs> you put them in a rhino. No, I, I do understand. I understand why you do that. And don't get me wrong. They are I, very I, good. I, but, the, but, but, you know, be aware. Yeah. Yes, they are very expensive. When you compare them to other stuff, they are expensive. There might be other special, super special units that are more expensive. But that does not make these guys cheap. You know, if you want to run that big squad, this is a lot of your point. This I'm not saying they're cheap. I'm saying they're. I'm, I'm saying that they're cheap in comparison to other. Yes. Like specialized. I think, units, I think that's I fair. Say. Yeah. Not not cheap no, no, to like that, tactical that, marines fair, is though. what I'm saying. I'll give you that. That's fair. Yeah. They do look cool too. I will say that as well. They do look pretty damn cool. I don't like the ter specialized Terminators. I think Steve's going to talk about them next. Not too too keen on the specialized Terminators that they have, but they're, the the spe the not Speaker of the Dead, the um, Death Sworn do look pretty damn neat. And the black armor, the wolf skulls. I love the helmets. Yeah, I haven't like axes look cool I'll, too. I'll shit. look them up before I talk about other stuff. So. Yeah, no, they look. They, they basically have a they wolf. Do. They have wolf helmets. First They're in Mark Two, I want to say. I can't. Let me see that book backpack. It says uh, that Steve's yelling at me probably in the background. They're Mark Two. No, they're Mark Two. Yeah, backpacks. backpacks Mark Three. Me look so like Mark Three. Uh, the bot. The yeah. Okay, Mark Three with the skull helmets. 
No, they look cool. I like them. They're, they're neat. I'm not I'm not entirely sold on them, but I'm not entirely sold on the wolf aesthetic. Yeah. But overall, um I like the attack. I like the attack when they die. That's pretty cool. That's pretty also I you know what's funny? We were talking about them all this time. I don't think we mentioned the fact that their bomb uh lets them get yeah. um extra stuff too, which is hilarious. That their bomb, if they, they choose bomb. to activate it, they get um gets hot, but also flesh bane. But I mean, if you have I don't know well, why you ever use it. Here's if, the other part to I mean, keep in mind. Um the gets hot is resolved at the AP of the weapon um that you're using to attack. So if it's your guy with your frost blade, then he's causing AP two wounds to himself on any of those ones. But they're all armed with but they're all yeah. armed with power axes. Okay. So so everything they have is AP two. Any fleshbane, no no save. You're just taking it. I guess oh you know what but Fleshbane works on contempt. <gasps> yeah, oh, the contempt. You charge contempt. Roll it if you do that though. Oh, but it, does Fleshbane still do? Was it, it three up or two up? It's three up, right? Fleshbane's a two up. It's always been two up. Oh, it's two up. Okay, but rerollable reroll two up rerolling your successes. It's still not bad, and it's AP two. I mean, it's a, it, like I said, it's a mutually assured destruction squad. I'm taking down that contemptor, but. <laughs> no, they're cool. They're cool. Although, if you take a speaker of the dead with them, now they have a five up feel no pain. That is true. Uh, wait, right? Uh, Am I good to five up? Yeah, I don't think that's true. Yeah, because it's the AP, it. not the strength. Yeah. You've at too much stuff. So oh, is that, is the oh, five up. It's the uh, narthesium. It's, he just has the narthesium. Because okay. you feel no pain. Got yeah, it. it's, it's, yeah, the, it's the apothecary. That. Yeah, so that's, I mean. <laughs> Charge them into a a uh, contemptor, and you kill the contemptor, and you well, might have three or four surviving. Although you're That's not going to get really any bad. of those versus when the contemptor hits you, because he's hitting you at strength nine. No, true. But I think you, you strike before the contemptor. Oh no, you're initiative. Oh, it's initiative four. Yeah, it's all initiative four. And but, axes are initiative one. That's true, and you can't place the axes. But still, but remember, they still get to attack the contemptor well, before. Well, I don't know. If I like, you have a unit it, they're, they're that's cool. worth that many points, they, they, they should kill a contemptor. You're just going to lose a lot of them in the process. You know, the yes. pound charge. You're going to potentially lose three to four of them. They're so, yeah. they're neat. That's what I'm going to say. They're neat. All right. <laughs> All right who, who's taking the? Yeah, they're very good. Do, do you want Baragia. those, Steve? All right. You don't have I mean, to. You're I allowed to say no. Taken. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, just, they're just not that interesting. It's, it's a Terminator squad. It's got five guys. It's a weapon skill five squad. Um, you know, they come in cataphracty armor. They have frost versions of power weapons. So frost axe, frost sword, or frost claw. They got a combi bolter. They get, oh, they cause fear. They get counterattack. They get Hammer for F2, and Lord's Bane is on top of the normal stuff. You know, Lord's Bane, it's uh, anyone can issue challenges, and if you're in a challenge, um, if you kill them, you get an extra wound towards combat resolution. It's nice. This is all nice. Fear is really nice. Um, but their options, uh, I guess, is what's more interesting. So, the thing can take a great uh, frost blade. Power fists, chain fists, thunder hammers, they're all options for the um, frost blades. You can take up to five extra guys. One of them can have a vexilla. 
Um, you could have uh, combi weapons, a second frost blade. That sounds kind of fun. Um, you have a heavy flamer or a reaper auto cannon. Now, any model could take these options, and this one makes the squad interesting. Because you have a five man squad of heavy flamers or reaper auto cannons if you wanted to at a casual 60 yeah, points per at that model. point. Um, and the unit leader can take a great frost blade instead of the regular frost blade. And they can also have a grenade harness. I think this is a really funny fire base unit because they, if they go all Reaper autocannon, that's a lot of dice they're throwing downfield at range with rending and twin linked. So they're going to get the hits. Um, they're going to put some hurt out. And then if you charge them, they have counterattack. And Overwatch. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's a nice unit. I'm going to remind you that you also talk about heavy flamers in the uh, the ability to run and snap shoot, right? Yep, they're not Cat- running. Cataphracty are heavy. Oh, they're no, cataphracty. Oh, I thought they were Tartaros. Never mind. Oh, well, so that happy. means their weapon skill six on the charge. Yes. Yeah, since they weren't allowed to run. Remember the Legion trait. What did you say? I didn't hear what you said. That essentially, if you're not if you're not the right type of unit and you can't run, you get plus one weapon skill. Oh, that's right. Oh, car. Yeah. So, I believe that's the way it was worded. Take a look. So they're good. You don't have the right type. You get plus again. So plus weapon skill six on the charge with hammer wrath is nice. You're gonna get a lot done. Yeah, too. Actually, yeah. Hammer Frats it's each even. Jesus. Yeah. And if you give the guy a Frostblade, he gets an additional plus one to combat res. I mean, you're most likely wiping whatever you're charging, but it's still nice. They, they already have a Frost weapon. If you're talking about the, the, the mm, heavier weapon, yeah. The Thane. Either the Thane, if the Thane uh, accepts a challenge. All right. Yeah, I mean, they're good. Nothing nothing too too crazy-wise to say about them. Which is fine because there's a lot of units here. Just yeah, it's, it's not all bad. heavy weapons is fun. All heavy weapons on like the base squad whoa. like that would be three twenty five. So they'd be ha- they'd be they're very spaceful, but it's funny. All right, um, all right. So we're we're right. on to Grace Stalker pack. So they got Grace Stalkers, Grace Slayers, um, Slayers are next. Slayers oh, are oh, man, next in the book. Kind of okay, well, so I'll go to Slayers then. Yeah. Um, I wrote down off of what I had in front of me, and what I had in front of me was apparently incorrect, but that's all right. Slayer and Stalker is really easy to change. Normally, I do it from the book. I'm doing it from something else, so Stalker. Okay, so we look at the Slayers. Um, These next two units will be, overall, I think, pretty quick, because Space Wolves, they do the same thing in 40k, where they take your standard squad you should have, say your standard tax squad, they give them a different name, and they change up a little bit about them. So when we look at the Slayers, it's 145 points for 10 of them. They are standard profile for a tax squad type of thing. They have bolt pistols, and they have Fenerizian axes. So this is... I always forget which one's which. Which is this... Not, not, not that, not that. Fenerizian um, is the strength the user itself. They are despoilers. Oh. Is that what it is? Which one is it? Um, they okay, start so it's the spoilers. Yeah, it's the spoilers with yeah. Fenerizian axes, well, essentially to some extent. But these guys have combat shields. Yeah. Okay, so they got that. They and got a shield. nice little bit extra there, and that's usually what they do. They always give the people a little bit extra. 
Um, they are skirmish and line, which is very good. Uh, they are relentless. They have counterattack one, and they have heart of the legion. So they get a six up, feel no pain when they are close to objectives. Um, they're 12 points a guy. Um, they can take bolters if they want to take get rid of their shields. They have options of bayonets, chainmanets. So essentially, after that, they have some, some of the options, uh, sort of a mixture between veterans and regular, because for every five models in the unit, they one of them can switch out the axe for different types of melee weapons. For every five models in the unit, someone can take out their bolt pistol for a hand flame or a plasma pistol. They get the normal Nunzio Vox, Legion Vexilla. Um, the leader of the House Coral can take Power Fist, Lightning Claws, Thunder Hammers, Frost Weapons. He himself can take a couple, you know, either Hand Flamer, Plasma Pistols and all. It's sort of a mixture of the two. So it's almost a despoiler with a shield. But you can get rid of the shield and go to Bolters if you want. Space Wolves love to be sort of special in this way that oh we don't take that normal unit we take that normal unit with a little bit of a change what's the base cost for the unit and they get counterattack yeah. and relentless which is actually don't get me wrong nice they get well. some good stuff but it's it's that unit with some plus yeah. it's that unit with little extra which no no i agree no no it's good now i had to pick up the book because i what's the base points normally on that unit and Okay. On not on their unit, on the unit that they're exactly like to some extent. Oh, uh, well. Here's the funny part: Gray Stalkers. I feel like like are your despoilers. So these guys because they have both pistols and chain two, swords. What's the name? Of that? They're they they're halfway between yeah. uh, that and a veteran. Yeah, these are like despoiler veterans. Is that the best way to put that? Without the extra, what's without the combat shield? Does what? Yeah. yeah. Six up. Okay, so they're six up in bull. Yep. Yeah, they they got a little bit of that. They got a little bit of light breacher look to them. They're they're sort of a a nice little weird combination. Okay. They're, they're, I I like the way you said it before. It was they're like they're the spoiler, yeah. but kind of like when you, when you look at their it's options, kind of a nice way to put. They it. have options closer to a vet than a standard like the spoiler style squad would have. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So now, now we have stalkers. Yeah, be fast. Well, I'm not going to spend too much time on them because they're gray slayers, but with different war gear. <laughs> they're both they're the same exact stats as gray slayers. One forty five points, skirmish in line, counterattack one, a heart of the legion, and they're armed with bolt pistols and chain swords, and they kind of have the same exact options. Um, now I should point out that they are a, the difference in the options is that these guys, one in every five models, can now take a um, a, a, a like um, a specialized weapon. So whereas the gray Slayer plaque pack was more kind of specialized towards close combat, this is more like a veteran squad to me yeah. because they have for every five models they can take a flamer, charger, rotor cannon, plasma gun, melt a gun. They have Relentless, by the way, so this is really good because they could take something like a rotor cannon and still move and shoot with them. Um, and, like, they could take a Legend of Scylla, an Unseal Vox, the Huskarl could take a Power Fist, 
Frostblade, so on and so forth. So this is more of so. If I had to split them, I think the Gray Stalkers are more of yeah. your one wound veterans, and the Gray Slayers are your despoilers with upgrades. Yeah, they're closer to the spoilers, <laughs> but these guys are closer to one wound veterans with a little bit of rules changes. But they don't come base with you know they come base for close combat instead of bolters because they got bolt pistol chain swords so they're a little bit more designed for that although everyone can take a bolter for a point and you're relentless so not too bad if you actually want to be able to do those kinds of shots or combat shields for a point they're not bad like i said their troops their line if you're space wolves you take these instead honestly in my opinion yeah i and that that to me is the exact purpose you're supposed to replace your baseline with your special units in this army that's why you pick them it works well with the legion yeah. trait it works well with the legion trait it works well with pretty much everything yeah, else if you're yeah, taking no, these guys you want yeah. this is part of the reason why you're doing it yeah all right so um that takes us out of the main book for a moment so we have two different spots for other units to take a look at um the one will be super super fast they did not have any uh, exemplary battles units Added. from the original document put out, but from the what's the other main document? The um, legacies, yeah, forgot, yeah, the legacies one Forgotten. on page 59. In that, they have exactly yeah. one unit, they have the Frenerizian Wolf Pack. Um, I'll, I'll, these guys will be fast, I'll talk about it real fast, and then uh, either of you guys can talk about the more fun things. Um, 10 points, uh, 10 points. It's one. You can take uh, up to four more for five points each move seven. They got weapon skill three. They don't shoot. It's a wolf. Um, strength three, toughness three, initiative three. It's got one attack, leadership five and six up save. Um, they have claws. There's their rule. Uh, they have pack retinue. Um, they can only be chosen a retinue for a model with both. That is both space wolves and master of the legion. Um, he's the wolf pack leader for all intents and purposes. Um, no force or slot. Um, it, it works like a retinue, so he can take a retinue of wolves, and their weapon is a melee shredding strength three weapon. Um, do do you want your lead? Is your leader badass? But he needs ablative wounds for cheap, super cheap. Here you go. It's not good. Because yeah, yeah. ablative wounds. No, it's not even no. It's not even, not even ablative wounds. Many ablative wounds. It dies. Yeah, it dies to bolters. It also means you are majority. Like listen, if, yeah, your majority. If, 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 if there were two or three wounds, six of saves. Yeah, if they were toughness four, if further points and like two wounds each, four, it would be worth okay. it. Okay, then fine. But it's but, yeah. but it's funny. But if you Jesus. got a bunch of wolves, yeah. if you play forty k, this is an army where. A lot of your stuff could carry over because you have so many specialized units. You got a bunch of wolves. Fucking throw some wolves at it. Throw wolves at your problem. It worked for them so far. All right, that that was fast because there's not much to say about a bunch of wolves. Or just if someone has something to say, you know, <laughs> speak now. I would love to see the timestamp on this. Um, it uh, yeah. congratulations, you have rules. Honestly, the wolf models are pretty cool. So if you got them. And you're going to play for fun. Jesus That's great. Go ahead. Don't, but go ahead. Uh, 
who wants to take the hunting pack? So the other spot, I'll mention very briefly where this came from. Yeah, he'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, I so, like take it? so they have put out oh, you like, like, oh, um, it, 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 essentially yeah. other battles and other things since. Some people didn't have exemplary units there. The Space Wolves got theirs here, which is actually, isn't the whole point of this like you're on a horse or ship? Isn't that what it's supposed to be? Um, no, this, this is, um, when Russ, oh, yeah, but you're on the ventral spirit horse, but he kind of decides, like, ah, yeah, I, I just oh, scrolled through, yeah, you're supposed again, to be I, fighting on the ventral I'm spirit, it, so okay, but not like the yes. battle, the end of the heresy, yes. but like the earlier battle leading up to Terra, okay, so it, this is Wolf Spain, right? That book, Ooh, if you remember correctly, I don't what they called know. it. I... I'm super behind a lot of the books, but no. Okay, good. So I'm not the only illiterate person in the room. Um, all right. So yes, their unit is really cool. It's called the Yorland Hunter Pack. It's 125 points for five guys <laughs> getting hand flamers and chainswords. Um, they have a, a bog standard marine stat line, aside from the fact that, you know, that they're space wolves. Um they get Crusader, which is something that I actually have not no, come do across. They, do you know what it does? I don't know. Edition. Oh, okay. Luckily, I, I, my I'm rule is already open to that page. A unit that contains at least one model of this rule rolls an extra die when making stupid advances awesome. and discards the lowest scoring die. Yeah. Um, so if they hit at the same time as something else, they will absolutely help sweep things because you. The way stupid advances work this edition, every unit. That fails on morale check and runs, rolls a die to get away. And if everyone in the combat is falling back and running or dead, then each unit on your side that was in the combat rolls a die. And as long as any of your dice are higher than a unit's roll to get away, then you get to basically eat that unit. So if they, you know, if they roll like a six and then like two twos and you beat the twos, the two units that rolled a two would get killed while the six gets away. But if you also roll a six and you catch them, then you just devour all their squads with one of yours. Yeah. So Crusader's really nice. It, it helps save you from that time that your opponent rolls a two, like, oh no. It's like, haha, I'll check this out. And then you roll a one, and you're like, oh, you took it away. Um, so yeah, they have that, which is really nice. Um, they have Scout, which gives them the pregame move, and I believe it still confirms I'm Outflank as a bonus. I'm confident move. about that, but I can look it up to be sure, unless Dan has it open. Okay, very you good. You also get Outflank. Just checked. And they are support squad. Yeah, they're support squads. So they cannot be a compulsory choice, but they are troops. They're not lined, but they are troops. What I really like about them is they have this rule called Scouring Tempest. Um, so what that does is once per battle, during the shooting phase, while you're an active player specifically, um, you can give the unit um, torrent three inches and pinning. The reason I like the torrent three inches a lot is it mm -hmm. alleviates the biggest downside to having um, a lot of flamers in one unit, and that's you're going to end up blocking your own models unless you're standing in a conga line. But if you're standing in a conga line, each model is not getting the chance to optimize its shots. When you have torrent three inches, all of a sudden, you can rotate the flame template. It doesn't have to go straight out from your base. And that makes such a huge difference. 
So all of a sudden, you're just piling on these wounds. And yeah, they're strength yeah. three, but there's going to be a lot of them. So chances are you're going to get a wound through, and they're probably going to fail a save, and they're going to have to take a fitting check. And that's just nice to be able to do. Yeah, no, the, the, these guys are good. I mean, I, I, I think the the battle that they did for this, it's supposed to be yeah. in a ship, so they, they talk about the some design, but it makes sense. Yeah, you'd be bringing flamers. You're in a, in a closed-in space. Oh, this yes. would be amazing. And this is amazing in Zone Mortalis yep. because all flame weapons get a plus one in Zone Mortalis. Mm. Well, not flame, but um, template weapons. So that's just it's just really good. Um, one in five, you can take up to 10 extra guys. So it's a 15 man max squad because for whatever reason, they love 15 man maxes. And Such a weird, no, I was so mad with that. Um, <laughs> for an extra 15 points of a guy. <laughs> so it's actually, um, you're paying a 50 point premium at the beginning, but past that, it gets cheaper. Um, one in five could replace the hand flamer with the flamer for five points. I mean, you might as well because it's more strength. Volkite Serpenta, mm-hmm. one in five, I don't really see it paying off. Volkite is best when it's massed. A single Volkite, you're never going to notice the effect, though. Um, one take of Legion Vexilla. Yes, you're going to do that. Um, the Hunt Master could take Melted Bombs for five points, and these might be the cheapest Melted Bombs in the game. So I would do that. And you could also take Artificer Armor. If you want him to you die. You could take a for a Plasma Pistol, <laughs> but I... I don't like no. solo plasma pistols. Not at, not at 10 points each. So you don't do that. And you can replace the chainsword with the frost yeah. blade, which you're probably going to end up doing. The other thing that's cool is that yep. these guys get to run and shoot because they're space wolves, which means that if you, you, know, you have a unit that doesn't have a ton of models in it to spam flame attacks on, you go, okay, well then I'm just going to run my one inch total just really fast to spin in a circle, chasing my tail, and then whoosh, out comes the flame. And get, you know, D3 attacks a guy that are still auto-hitting. If on those turns you aren't getting the torrent, that's going to work. Um, I don't think it's a great pick for 125 points, but I definitely think it's a unit that's yeah. worth at least proxying once and seeing how you like it. Um, their transport options are actually not bad. If they have no more than 10 models, they could take a Rhino, yeah. Or they take a Termite or a Land Raider Proteus Carrier. Um, I played a game with Termites the other day, and they are probably one of the most fun units to have in the game. Um, Substrating Assault's a really fun process. So having a, an additional troops unit that could take advantage of that is just really, it, really cool. Yeah, no, the, these guys are very neat. They, I like them. Th- they're a very cool, fluffy choice. They have a job. They do it pretty well. Yeah, they're, they're maybe a little bit expensive for the sort of thing that they do, but it's okay in these games. We tend to play a little bit higher points anyway. I don't I don't think I would max it to a squad of 15 of these guys. Um, I think that's a little bit much, but like a, like a small squad, maybe up to 10 or the 5 or a couple extra guys, I think it can do good. It can get some stuff done, and they're annoying. You don't want to let these guys be getting tons and tons of hits on you. Because if it's against a normal Marine, they will start laying down wounds. Yeah, they need fives, but they'll get enough of them through, and you'll start losing guys. Because if I can lay the template on your squad of 10, unless you position well, I can probably almost get 10 per dude, especially with the torrent. Yeah. I just wish that because they're analogous to despoilers, like this is another alternate despoiler because they have a chainsword and a pistol, 
I wish that they had Spite of the Legion. Yeah. If only so that the rule is on more than a single unit. Spite of the Legion, for those who don't recall, because it's such a weird rule, is that when you charge a unit that is pinned, falling back, or has no characters or chosen warriors in it, you get an extra tactical charge. Which I think would bump them up nicely to the next tier of usefulness. Yeah. But yeah, no, I like this unit. I like it a lot. If I was a space baseball player, I would absolutely yeah, try it out. Be, see what see what you would think of it if you enjoy it. You know, uh, make some of these guys. All right, that uh, it gets us through the units. It gets us now just to their two HQs. Um, does anyone have a strong feeling for either of these two gentlemen? Oh yes, I'm doing overall. Oh yeah, that was I'm doing overall. I'm doing fat bastard. All right, maybe I'll maybe I'll grab the other the other guy here. Yep, the uh, only one I care so about. Gygor? Yep. So fell so him. Like He's 135 Geiger. points. Yeah. Um, move 7, weapon skill, blister skill 5, uh, 3 wounds, initiative 5, 3 attacks, 2 up save, leadership 9. So, sort of standard Centurion style stat line. Uh, he's got a bolt pistol, a bolter. He's got the fell hand. He's got his grenades. His artificer armors are a factor field, so he absolutely fits that sort of feel. Um, he is skirmish, actually, first type. Unique makes sense, but he's skirmish. Um, he's relentless, which is fine. He has counterattack one, which is always good for them. Um, he's a master of the legion, so fitting. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, no, because he's a normal armor, so he's actually fitting more like a praetor. My apologies, because he's not in terminator armor. So, yeah, he's actually closer to. Those are Praetor actually between the two because he doesn't have quite the weapon skill, but he does have Master of the Legion. Yeah, no, so he's oh, a little close. bit of a mix, but he got the extra yeah. wound. He's closer to them in wounds and all. Um, and he has his Warlord trait is Crownbreaker. Um, if he's your Warlord, he has to have this one. Um, and this was the one we read before where you get preferred enemy of independent characters and five up, feel no pain when you're in locked in combat with the unit with that. Um, and his weapon is the fell hand, strength plus one, so he's swinging at strength five. It's AP three, it's melee, it's mastercrafted, rends on a five, shred, and has reaping glow one. So shred on that when you rend on a five is actually pretty good. And the plus one strength, you kind of, this is a character where you probably wouldn't want the weapon to be tons and tons of strength higher because you are since it's ap3 you are hoping to actually get re-roll the re-rolls on the shred to get the five ups but it's enough where like i said since it's rending remember rending does auto wound breaching doesn't but rending does so even if you are going against something much heavier you at least have a shot at on five ups re-rollable to get ap2 hits on them um I'm not... How much is a base Praetor? I gotta flip to this boy and take a look. I'm very mad for the moment. I was gonna say, from, from just kind of... Um, 135, he's the same as at cost. I was gonna say, yeah. I was, uh, base no, Praetor's weapon like, still 6 with 4 wounds. Yeah, but he's got a specialized weapon. So And leadership 10. So he's kind of between the two, because the Centurion is one less wound than he is. But same... Same number of attacks and all. So he's, he's he, actually, okay. So he's not as good Praetorian or a better 
He's a better centurion that also is master of the legion. But he pays for it because he's 135 points. It's the same cost as a Praetor. Is that, are, are either of you guys more positive on him? Because I'm not positive on this guy. Yeah. No, he's very meh. He's in plastic. He's in plastic. He's initiative five. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in plastic. This is the okay, guy that I came know. out in the Burning of Prospero box. Oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot about this asshole. Uh, actually, that, that, you know that, what? That, that's it's the exciting for, yay thing stuff I've worked me. with. He it's is in pretty plastic. Right. <laughs> that's that actually is legitimately good. You know what? Yeah. But listen, let, let's be honest. You can just actually love working with because I'm weird. Yeah, he's meh. He's meh. He's he's cool, but the, the, the part to me that gets he's no overall the red blade. Like a I'll tell you that much. Guy. You know, I can take that warlord trait on on a praetor if I want, and I don't see what else he has. That is so above and beyond what a Praetor would have that I wouldn't want that guy. The only big thing, oh, sorry, uh, sorry, Legion Praetor is 120, so he's 15 points more. Sorry, I was looking at the Cataphracty one. I have no uh, 30. How much is the addition of a Paragon Blade on the Praetor out of stupid curiosity? So, not quite Paragon cheaper... Blade. But with a, the, the rending on the five is, is somewhat, good. Um, yeah, my apologies yeah. looking at the, the wrong one. But So he's 15 points more Unshred, than the base Praetor with worse stats, but a, a better weapon because the base Praetor only has a chainsword. So his weapon, his base weapon, but a worse... Refractors are five up in Vol, right? So yeah, he's a weird combination. Yeah, refractors and I kind are five of up, like, so I mean four up. Yeah, not, I don't like him either. The problem is Sorry. he's not. He, he, it, this is a no. This is a pass for me. He's not cheap yeah, enough for me, for me to look if at him instead take... of a centurion and say, "Oh, I get master of the legion for like a small points upgrade." And like, okay, the rest of them is not too bad. It's a reasonably big upgrade in terms of points, but he's a downgrade from a praetor for only a for for a little bit extra. And I don't think his weapon is that insane. Otherwise, it's good. But my Praetor could probably get better stats and better weapons for like maybe 10 more than this guy, a little bit more. He doesn't have that cool draw. He doesn't have the, oh man, but yeah, but he's got this ability and that ability makes him cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, we haven't had these for a while. <laughs> I don't think we have in our podcast have had a, wow, this is not a great person in a while. Last time I remember this was with Titanicus. With that stupid legion that we yeah. all were all that ended the the entire the <laughs> we ended series. the podcast on the shittiest legion. So yeah, I feel like we haven't had one of these of in a while. Where like, like when you look, at I don't understand Marvel, this you guy. Talk about in a second. He's got other abilities, so it's like okay, he's got something cool, and maybe it doesn't make him good, but at least makes him interesting. He's got something like I could see why you take him. This guy, I kind of just don't see it per yeah. se, unless you love the model. If you love the model, cool, take it. I, I agree. Well, He's I a fine-looking model. I agree. Honestly, if you, if you love the, if you I, love hey, the model, just use the model here. as a Praetor. And that and just he, build he a Praetor. has a name. And his name is Gygor. So yeah. no, sir, you may not do that. <laughs> All right. Let's go, let's go to the best boy. 
Let, let's he? go to like, the literal this guy's picture up? Is he actually a K. huge man? So for those of you who kept no, up, of course not. Have you never no, seen him? About him? Oh my god, hold on, guys. We're gonna wait 30 seconds for Dave. Hold on. So for those who don't know why I'm calling him Fat Bastard, the model <laughs> looks like Fat Bastard from Austin Powers. It's because of that exact um, reason. He d- no, he doesn't. I pulled up this guy. Let me look at this guy. Yeah, the, exactly no, he doesn't. Reason. He's in armor. No. Yeah, hold on. Okay, oh, so his face, yes, he but literally nothing does. Pull up Fat Bastard right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's, it's literally his face, and it's kind of he's got like he a has chubby, almost he's got like the chubby mask, it's like a weird version. It also has a contempt. No, no, he has con- he has a contempt. Yeah, right. Okay, good. I always thought that was in me. the armor, but not in his size. He's still a normal size dude. Okay, yeah. So yeah. he looks like so an talk about him and why, he looks like an Irish or Scottish stereotype. Yeah. Let me let me talk about why yeah. this dude is awesome because he actually is awesome. So he is essentially a praetor, um, but better. Uh, he's 210 points, which is a hefty sum. A movement 7, weapon skill 6, ballistic skill 5, strength 4, toughness 4, 4 wounds. So he's thick. Initiative 5, 4 attacks, leadership Pretty 10, 2 up save. He is armed with Tartar... What happened? Yeah, Prime Stat Line. Uh, Tartaros Terminator armor with an iron halo, though. So he's got the movement bonus of the Tartaros, but the 4 up save of, of kind of Fracti. Um, he's got a grenade harness. That's good. You know, you don't have to purchase one. Uh, yes, he is armed with a heavy bolter. That is not a misprint. He is one-handing, if you look up his model, the dude is literally one-handing an actual heavy bolter. Um, which is awesome. (laughs) And he's got a special weapon called the Hearth Splitter. He's an independent character. He's yeah, got battle cunning, which I have no idea. Oh, it's a special rule. I was like, I was trying to look for it, and then I realized, yeah. Uh, he's master of allegiance, relentless, uh, inexorable, yeah. counterattack one, fear. I gotta look what inexorable is. That's one of that one I don't know. Uh, counterattack one, fear one, so, uh, and the warlord trait oh, is head taker. So inexorable for those who. Um. I was scrolling yeah, it, down, but if you got it before, it's stubborn. Regard, if everyone in the unit stubborn. has an exorable, um, who, who, have we people in cataphracty yet or no? Yeah, terminators tend to have it. People in cataphracty, the other types of terminators. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. okay. So his warlord trait: head taker, uh, heral red blade, and all models in friendly unit he gains the preferred enemy infantry special rule. Mwah. Beautiful. In addition, an army with Thrall Redblade, as its warlord may take an additional reaction in the assault phase as long as he has not been removed as a casualty. So let's just talk about this first. Amazing. <laughs> it's, this is why I wanted to like, talk about him immediately when we were talking about the preferred enemy um, uh, independent character one. Remember this that one? This is just preferred enemy infantry. So much better. So much better. This is amazing. Um, that's I'm smiling ear to ear because that's just pretty great. Preferred enemy infantry, put that on literally any squad and you'll be happy. Hell, put that in a stupid uh freaking cataphracti squad if you want, and all of a sudden their their uh, commie bolters are all reroll. It's just no, it's great. It's great, Steve. Before I move on, <laughs> I hate the model, so I, I I'm dare you. I, I don't like this I'm model hot. 
I should point out he does come helmeted. He can he can wear a helmet. I don't think Forge World actually publishes an His image of him without. His is weird. His, I, I, no, 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 no. I just don't like him. Head. Have you seen him with the helmet or no? It doesn't matter. I don't like him. You no, look right now. You look the at the gun helmet, and you tell me the Hall no. Red Blade, the Jarl. Are you sure yeah, no, he Forge actually World, has a helmet? I swear to God, he does. Didn't just put a helmet oh my God, on him. Someone actually put extra coins. Someone told me he did. Does no one use someone it? Someone told me they sell him with a helmet. I guess no one put it on. I guess okay, maybe not. I mean, I was told that there would be bolt pistols in the Mark Six box, and they just never showed it because you know plasma's cool. So like that, that, that's not that, that's not that's not that's not what happened. I'm telling you, there's no bolt pistols. Three months went by, and lo and behold, there's no bolt pistols. Oh my god, love it. Okay, maybe he doesn't come without. But honestly, put a goddamn helmet on him, and you'll be fine. Or just literally any other head. It's just his head is what ruins the. Mo- I wish there was. I'm looking on Google for like a better I, image. Honestly, I don't mind his face. I don't mind. His I face. literally think it's the head that ruins him. Anyway, I let's think keep it's going. the split legs. I think it's the the. the I don't know. I just I. Just, don't Dude, that like one-handed heavy bolter, though. So awesome. Yeah, that's great. And I wish that was an option, especially for my Iron Warriors. <laughs> yeah. But I, it, I just, I've, I don't care for Good this. Good so at, at least the fur looks like fur on this one. Yeah, no, it does. I'm probably, it just, I think you just literally need to replace the helmet with something that looks I like better. the shin with the studs. That's really nice. But I don't know. I just... I've never connected to this. Moment. It is weird that they gave him. A, so stupid. Part. Does Tartarus armor have that no. weird? Oh, is it that much? Okay, I didn't realize it was that much. Like the weird, um, yeah, flatter. Okay, contemptor bolt. Okay. The head doesn't bother me. I got no problem with the head. I, I literally think, the rest think it's of the it's head. Too busy. For I, I, I think that, that is, if some... uh, I'll, I'll talk about that in a moment. Once we're done with this guy, and we get to final thoughts. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let me finish up. Sorry. Battle cunning. Uh, up to three units. Composed entirely of infantry unit subtype in the same attachment, maybe given the scout special rule. So that's amazing. You can either scout them up, or because you have access to scout, that means automatically you have also have access to outflank. So you can outflank. You can't. I don't think you can outflank assault. By the way, I, someone correct no, me if I'm wrong. All outflanking is outflank assaults. Oh, okay, good. That's so, yeah, what you're, you're, they with between the playtest and the final release. All oh, okay, outflanks okay. are outflanked. Okay, assault. so if you have outflanked, then you by default have outflank assault. Got it. Unless otherwise worded. You, All right, you so must yeah, outflank assault. Yeah. So he's got scout and by default outflank. Amazing. Up to three units, too. So, again, amazing. And last but not least is weapon, which I think is super powerful. Um, so, his power weapon is heart splitter, strength plus two, so strength six. AP2, not unwieldy, just armor bane. Um, not sure. Like, yeah. That's like, a, it's almost like a mini chain fist. Yeah. Not initiative. Yeah. You know, armor bane against Dreadnought because you reroll to wound. Yeah, so reroll to wound, which is him. nice. I don't know why he'd be going against Contemptor. That's kind of scary, but That's no, it's still good. The reroll. Yeah. Four attacks at strength plus two AP2. That's not bad. And if he charges. I think he gets on, yeah, so he is in Tartarus. So if he charges, they he doesn't can get the... run. Yeah, yeah. So they, they don't get, get the run. weapon skill; they get the. Yeah. Uh, they get the run in charge. Run in charge. Yeah. It's not bad. So not... I think that the best way to use this guy, based on his warlord trait, 
Is it a big fat unit of Varagir Terminators? Yep. Loaded to the tits with the auto cannons. Yep. And like one or two ab- ablative boon models. No, I agree. I agree. Or if you really and like, you just walk a squad across of them. the table, laying down fire. Yeah, I agree. Oh, wait, wait. Problem. This is the thing that they love to do. You know what they did? It, let me guess. The Varagir and Cataphracti. Well, okay. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. In fact, so here's the thing. I'm willing to I, bet, too. I don't remember off the night, but I'm willing to bet that last edition got an option between the two armor types. So I'm going to say that I wouldn't put him in. I, I don't think you want to put him in, in an assault squad. He gives preferred enemy infantry. Put him in a heavy support squad. Put him in a Varagir squad with autocannons. Oh, put him in a heavy support squad. Or a Varagir squad with autocannons because you have a two-up save. What? Uh, An autocannon and two wounds. True. I just like the rules. The problem with heavy support squads, and I can tell you this because I just experienced it, is that if you shoot them at something that's good, odds are it's good, and it will return fire and hurt you just as much as you hurt it. Having the two-up save yep. does a lot to ease that pain of return fire. The um, the other thing I will say, squad. if you want to put him in close combat, because the idea of like, don't put him in cataphracty squad, it's actually not bad if you put him with that, because, okay, now he can't run, but since he can't run, he will get the plus on his weapon skill. So now if you are putting him into a spot of a challenge against someone else's Praetor, because you rushed him, it's the unit can't. It's not by model. The unit's oh, not allowed to the run unit because the model there run. stops you. So now I'm going against your Praetors. Oh. I'm strength six, and I'm hitting you on threes. You're hitting me on fives. This guy loves the challenge at that point because he's going he's gonna to theoretically carve through whoever he goes against, cause he's, and it'll be much tougher for them to hurt him because he's better than they are at that moment. I still think he can do very well in a shooting squad, but... Since his preferred enemy his preferred enemy is so generic, it's just infantry. I have no problem putting him in that, you know, a, a unit with guys in cataphracty. I think he's better there. I don't care about I don't necessarily care about the sweeping if I'm gonna be able to murder you really, really good. It's not gonna matter so much. So and those guys are the ones with the Reaper, so you'll be able to get that first. You can Reaper into someone. And then go ahead and charge in. Yeah. I mean, I should put yes. out also. Yeah. Slight side note. He also does have fear, which is kind of cool. Like fear one. Yeah. I don't know. That's still like a nice little tidbit. You know what I mean? No, I, I, he's cool. I like him. I mean, sure. Okay. Is he an ugly model? Okay. Don't I'll, fence I'll give it. you like. Have thoughts. He is. <laughs> But here's the thing, like, we talk about how models are supposed to have, like, a theme, right? Theme is or, gauche. like, some sort of... It's a thematic <laughs> model. Like, also, here, here's the thing. I think posing-wise, I'm not sure if you could do it, because I can't tell from the fucking model. Um, I wouldn't put the axe like that. I would rotate the axe, the, the arm, more... I don't know how, how the hell to okay. describe this, by the way, so bear with me. I would rotate that arm, the entire arm, So it, you want his arm down. Per- parallel to the floor like so that the axe yes the arm down i think having the arm up like that is a little goofy and like if you like for example my custodians right 
whenever I was modeling the custodians with like a one-handed spear or an axe just like that, I could have made the axe go up like that, but it looks kind of goofy. I, so you have to kind of angle it a little bit more, like sort of this heft to it. Does, I don't know. If I, that makes sense. I don't have a like, The axe right now looks like and it's too lightweight. Like he's gonna throw the damn thing. You know what I mean? His face. If you pull up this model, and uh, I'll, I'll, this is one thing I will put up on on the YouTube for anyone watching. There, his yeah. face has I'm, I'm this gonna... sort of snarling look to it. He's looking to the axe side. He's obviously, it, to me, he has the look of he's calling out a challenge okay. to someone or he's informing his guys, in, you know, in that direction he's pointing. If you were to put his arm down, if you could do it, I think then you have to turn his head if possible okay. to be looking towards where his bolters going, his his heavy bolters firing. Because otherwise, he's a dude just kind of looking off and yelling into the distance like a madman. But like, but not a good way. But that's the problem. Well, They're I mean, not in a good way to yell off the distance. He looks more of like a crazy person. Oh, okay. I wish I'm, I'm I'm trying to find it on Google. I swear. And I'm sorry, like the podcast again. I wish someone put a helmet on him because I I honestly think, and this is like because I you know my dad used to be an art teacher and I you know took art. You know the whole entire point is the human body is supposed to be seven head tall, Skull, right? The shoulders are about a head and a half wide, right? There's there's proportion yes, to the human body. The, I teach this. It's yeah, called golden, the golden ratio. It, no, it's not called the golden One ratio. One plus the square of five over two. Yes. Oh, shit. Okay, I didn't know that. I just kind of knew the measurements. I didn't know the name. Yeah. But yeah, no, so there's a kind of, I'll use the name then. It's, there's a golden ratio to the human body. This model, as I zoomed in, I kind of was screwing around with my mouse and kind of, you know, just using my fingers. It's not in proportion. It's, it, height wise, I can understand because he's kind of like doing the weird crouch, kneel, moving forward thing. But width wise, it doesn't make sense. And I think it's literally that stupid contemptor torso. Um, so I think that if you put a helmet on him, especially a helmet that's a little like chunky or like the death sworn helmets, right? I think it'll look a lot better. Um, but to me, that wow, with helmet, I'm, I'm really helmet trying to find help. it with a helmet. The reason the helmet but doesn't it's just help. like, I so guess you no one, it, his arms do look a little too tall for his head placement and all. I think he's just a little bit too low in there, but putting a helmet to me, the problem is it's still, yeah an exceedingly busy model so so we're we're going to kind of go into final thoughts and and here and and this leads very well into the thought of final thoughts rules wise i think these guys yeah. are really cool i think they have a really strong theme i think like in general you're probably going to want to focus a little bit more on assault or assault style elements and i think it fits that perfectly i think they have the right units for that i think they have enough or Oh yeah, they have enough original units where it's like, uh, oh, it's not. I'm not going to take this, you know, my yeah. tax squad because I have these cool guys, and they're kind of like this. They're a little bit like that, but they they fit what I do, and they have the theme very strong, and the theme is, you know, just thrown all over their models, and to me, that's the problem. It's a I agree. No, no. You know what? I I agree. I agree with I, you, Dave. Because like, I okay. Take a look at him. Yeah. Do you have the Death Sworn? Are you close to the Death Sworn page or no? Like, could you? Yeah. So there's one. De so I look at the Death Sworn, right? And there's one dude in the back. And this is what I'm talking about. Like, I the rules are awesome, but some of the models are just kind of goofy to me. Like, there's a Death Sworn in the back who's I guess he's trying to leap. <laughs> I don't know, but he's got, he's the one all the way in the back of the five man back right. But he's just like. Seriously, look, oh, he's actually no, the second picture. He's the 360. Never mind. He's the 360 image. So, 
I agree with you. I love the rules. Don't get me wrong. The rules are awesome. They're really cool. But I'm not in love with the models. Even the Varagir. Like the Varagir, and by the way, so I had the Varagir. Um, we bought it from Forge World because I know Brett ordered some from Forge World. So the Varagir look cool. Like they're tall. They're thick models. They're actually thicker than what they look like here. But they just, they're not. Yeah. Zenobia. Like compared to yours, right? What are yours called? The Zenobian, right? Yeah. Compared to your Zenobian, there's no comparison. The, the you know what I mean? Special models for a lot I, I, of these yeah. legions. I think I, I fit. Uh, they get their iconography, or they get things that are similar to the iconography. So my Zenobium obviously have things that look like wings on them. At some spots are actual wings. I, they have a lot of that. They have keys and, and all those sorts of things because that's our general iconography. It it is thirty you k, know, forty k. All of them are over the top with look, but some of them have a more subtlety to it. And I think a lot of them are a little more subtle. Space Wolves, to me, are almost like... There was no moment of someone saying, I think that's enough. I don't think we need to give them the axe has a wolf's face on it. Okay, but does it need a wolf's tail at the bottom of the axe? Okay, but does every cloth they have to have a pelt? Okay, but does their head have to be the wolf? But, oh, does this... I think they go a little, it's like they have to prove to you that it's Space Wolf by making sure you could never think it's something else. And I think it makes the models, to me, too busy. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, it is... That's a Space Wolf? I will point out the Contemptor yes. does look pretty cool. I'll I, give I think props it, to the Contemptor. The don't look bad, but it's it's to such an extent. <laughs> like, and I, I think that's yes. my problem. I'm... Yeah, I'm not as fan of, of of more what I would call almost finicky models or over tuned models. There, there's a a beauty and subtlety, and some of the, and and their models lack that. And if you if you like that look, if you like more ostentatious looks, I absolutely I think it can it it fits that, and that's absolutely fine. I'm just not a big fan on that, you know. I that mean, is this true. This is Dan the Custodes guy. If it's not ostentatious, it doesn't exist. No, but okay, no, 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 no. I knew you were going to bring that up, and I had a perfect retort to that. You compare the ostentatiousness of a Custodes model, it's not overdone. Like, they're gold, but He's the most ornate thing in the model is a surface king. on a Custodian that's not covered in an eagle or a gem. But or it's a not ball. like. Okay, so compare Space Wolf, right? Compare the Space yeah. Wolf. The space wolf problem is that it's a lot of textures mixed together. Exactly. In that ostentatious. The textures are the custodians, but it's part of the armor. It's not like like you compare a shield captain, right? A shield captain to Havral, right? The shield captain just looks better. It's not over it's own it's ornate. Custodes but it's not overdone. Can look a little too much because of the gold they get put in. If you put them a different color, though, it would absolutely tone it down. And and you could look at it and be like, oh, okay, you know, you know, that's a more subtle model to an extent. I don't care what color you put a space wolf in. By the time you're done painting it, it, it is it is loud. And to me, that's sort of my problem. But again, if you like that, that's fine. If people have different tastes, and you know, there's 18 different legions for that reason. At the end of the day, really, it's all for taste. 
to be fair, let's also kind of be fair as well. Um, uh, let's say you want to build Varagir, what are they, Cataphracti? There are many, like, resin uh, places that do those third-party things. Um, what was the ones that did the Space Bears? Oh, crap. Oh, this is going to drive me up the wall. Well, you think, well, you think about it for a moment. It's the YouTube think channel about that did the Space there. Bears. Um, the, the, Steve, yeah, final so, thoughts on uh, Space Wolves while he tries to remember yeah, where he found a bear. <laughs> they, uh, check in the woods for the bear. Okay, so... I got it, by the way. Uh, or, or in certain nightclubs. Okay, so um, face wolves are yeah. fucking fast. I don't think I put enough emphasis on that throughout the video. Um, holy shit, they are fast. Wherever you think a space wolf is, just picture it being about six inches closer to you. That's where it really is when you're about to get your face cut off. Um, if you have a gunline army, you're getting a single salvo off against them. They're just fast um now if you have a combat a uh, melee army the best defense against them is quality troops decent weapon skills decent armor saves um i i got to witness kind of in, in in the sides a couple games where space wolves are being fielded um against corn berserker army actually it was um not berserkers but what were what the guys that could take rampagers rampagers with jump pack and the Rampagers throw out tons of dice um, and were able to chew, the, chew down the Space Wolves. And the Space Wolves, you know, got there fast and were able to chew down the Berserkers. Um, but the Space Wolves struggled against the Emperor's Children because, one, they all had the Sonic Screamer things for the minus one to hit. But two, it was an army that had a lot of Palatine Blades. So Weapon Skill 5 was protecting them. Two of Armor Saves was protecting them. So... I guess that kind of shows what they're good and bad into, and you kind of plan around that when making your own army. Um, yeah, no, they're fast, and that's my that's my biggest takeaway. I, I'm still shocked at watching a, an assault squad fly across the table. Yeah. They're a very good shock army. Zone. They're yes. a very good shock army. Um, Dave, I posted two things. So yeah, for those of you who don't like the look of Space Wolves, but still want that frosty kind of viking look uh i know on youtube there was a uh, guy who kind of started designing his own stuff uh known as the space bears now i know space bears are not space wolves but bear with me they're from tabletop time but yeah no you can get these bits and um 3d print them he, you can buy the stls but they're basically space wolf-ish enough that it works in my opinion so you have like these really cool light lightning claws um, that have the runic symbols on them. You have shoulder pads. You have cataphracti shoulder pads um, that have really cool runic symbols on it. So you can kind of convert your space wolves to be less furry and more Viking, which I uh, think is I what just, Dave was looking for. Yes, but at the end in of the day, model. I just want less stuff. So there are that's ways. Uh, at the end of that's yeah. honestly my problem. I, I don't like my models to like be oversaturated yeah. for lack of a lack of a better term with things all all over them um although i'm so i'm looking at these bits uh, i'll post up some links as well i think all of it works except for the helmets the helmets oh, look kind of helmets actually to me look kind of like black panther yeah um yeah no no i understand that yeah it's a space bear but it looks cross between like a bear and a black panther. Well, it's a bear it's a, it's a space bear yeah. that's okay 
There are more. I, I, I couldn't find. I couldn't find the rest of the damn store. He sells it yeah, on but Puppets if, War, if but he also has my manufacturing because that's his like thing. You space bears. Um, you, you could find what we're looking at. But, uh, Dan, any other final thoughts bears. on these guys? Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, they do what they do well, despite what I, my hesitation towards the way they look. I think their rules are really solid. They are a shock army. Um, and even if you're prepared for the incoming charge yeah. or the incoming speed, it, that's hard to prepare. You know what I mean? They're just, they're just a quick... I mean, they're not White Scars level quick. It's a different type of quickness. You know what I mean? Whereas White Scars are quick and tricky and hard to pin down, these are more of like a hammer with a jetpack attached to it. That's. I mean, they... They're the Emperor's executioners. What I would say is if they if do you their like job the well. Look of this army and the theme, because the theme is both strong in terms of what it can do. So this is an army where like you're going to be able to do what you want with it. Oh, you want to be able to salt? Yeah, they're going to do a really good job with that. You're you're it's not going to be a feel bad in that. You're going to understand how they work. You're going to understand how to play it, and it will play well off the bat. It's a little less nuanced than some of the other things doesn't mean that there, there's not skill and ability to it but it's a little less nuanced like you're going to be able to play them pretty well out the bat the biggest thing is do you like the look to me i'm not a huge fan of the look but if you are if you do enjoy the look you know it it, it it'll be it, it'll take you very far but you know all right we've been these guys actually i'm gonna have to take a look at the timestamp later um, we might have talked about these guys for as long as Dark Angels because they had almost as many units. They get so many units. So, so many. They are very special. That is the one thing. Yeah, if you want to have a lot of special yeah, units, special. these guys will do it. This is another. This is an army in, in almost in a way where, again, the starter box is not great for where you might want to take the army because you have so many guys that are like old pistol chainsword type. Or a chain axe sort of weapon, or uh, like weapon options that box didn't have. Like your standard tactical squads are probably not really the way you wanna you wanna go. You're looking at a lot of different things, so it's not that the box is bad. You can still build these guys out of it, but you're going to expand very differently out of that box than maybe a different than a different army would. But all right, I think we'll uh, we'll call this a marathon here uh, at this point. And they'll do it first tonight. Uh, as you can tell, this was a long one. Just because the Space Wolves have so many units, they're a, a unique legion in that perspective that they both get a good amount of special units, but they also change a lot of the base units to have their own form and version of that. So it took a bit to go through, but they are very interesting. Hopefully, um, just our overall, you know, not desire to play them, doesn't come across as harsh there's absolutely nothing wrong with them they're a very cool legion they're not just necessarily our favorite so hopefully we're still able to come at it from a perspective of both entertainment and inform information um, as always i do want to thank everyone and everyone who does listen remember you can find us on any podcatcher um, we're also available on YouTube, where I hope to be able to start putting up more stuff as soon as I finally get some time. Although now, if we're doing two recordings a week, that makes the time a little bit tighter. But, you know, grand ambitions and all of that, of course. Keep in mind that the idea is then for Friday, our standard release day, that we'll be going through Imperial Fists. We want to be able to start doing two legions a week. 
So that way we can actually get through all 18 of these. And we're going to try to keep that up at least through August, maybe a little bit longer if we can. We'd also like to start getting back to some of the other content we used to do. Although um, we've kind of prioritized this for now because we think, one, it's both worthwhile. And two, it, it, it's timely. So we want to get through that. And then we can kind of start branching out to both things we've done in the past and things we want to do from here on out. So on behalf of everyone here, have some good hobbying and some great gaming.